0: What's new with you guys?
1: What's new with you guys?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: uh. Live from
0: Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the Cool Boys. Just the young boys. So Cool.
2: So cool. So cool. Oh, she a cool boy.
1: Get your energy up. We gotta stay energy well, How up. much energy
0: should we really have when we're talking about the death of millions of people?
2: Six million Jews. Can anyone think of a sound clip we can come off of and like react to?
0: Mama! <laughs> From Save Her? Uh, Mama, earn this. Earn
2: this. We have earned it. I think World
1: War II just started. My favorite part of Pearl Harbor is when uh, uh, was Josh Hartnett <laughs> says, I think World War II just started. Because it wasn't referred to as World War I yet. We know. It was referred to as the Great War, not World War I. That's one of my favorite things about Hacksaw Ridge is when they refer to it as World War I. They call it the Great
0: War, and that's awesome.
2: I think that's our intro right there.
0: Greetings, Cool Boys Nation, and welcome to another installment of the Cool Boys Podcast. As always, I am Felk.
2: Are you Private and Felk? I am Ballard. Well, someone needs to be a fucking private here, so I'm Private Nolan. What? Who's the captain? Oh. Who's, a, who's a sergeant? Miller. I feel like I'm Sergeant Ballard. Who, sergeant who's our Tom S- Sizemore. Who's our sniper? I think, Sniper I think, Felk? I think I'd Felk's probably a be the sniper. sniper. I think Felk's a sniper. For some reason, just because he's mischievous. Because the crazy like the heavy, ones
0: are always snipers.
2: Yeah, the crazy one.
0: And Barrow's definitely
2: the the uh heavy gunner because you, you could hold a big gun with your big body.
1: Oh yeah. I'm I am definitely the cowboy running out there, heavy gunner, but I'm also like at least second or third one dead. You know what I mean? Like I'm the one that's <laughs> like, Let's do this! And then like I just get gunned down real fast.
0: I, that was the role you had him when we when you were brainstorming Gay Army. Gay army felt
1: that's a whole show topic really yeah gay army (laughs) it might become this show topic actually (laughs) and guess what it sounds exactly like it is it's an army well guys
2: what are we drinking tonight well I am on a wine bottle challenge with myself unless anyone else is drinking wine wait
1: what you're springing a wine bottle challenge out of nowhere
2: well I've been drinking since dinner a bottle of wine and this is all I have left Oh, well and, that's not fair really. That's not fair, and yeah. It's, it's not yeah, a line ball well,
1: challenge. No, but that would mean someone would have to catch up to you very quickly for for you to finish half a
0: glass. I yes. care so much about winning this marathon that I started running two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Well fuck, what are you drinking?
1: I mean, We're talking are nothing about an ago.
2: hour ago, guys. Like it's like, like it wasn't like I fucking started drinking six hours ago. I've been drinking for a while. Hey.
1: Felk pretty much finished I mean, his a bottle in the Sorry. first hour of the last show. No,
2: he finished, his, he finished half a bottle in five minutes.
1: It was pretty Guess insane. So at some point, the two of you are going have to have to battle it out in a, in a winner-takes-all anal challenge. Felk, what are you I drinking can't. tonight? I,
0: I got to recover. That took me like two days to recover from that, by the way. I'm drinking energy drink. I'm not drinking. I'm drinking a monster lemonade and, and tea. I am not drinking tonight. Nice. Maybe Very. I'll drink a little bit later. Probably Fireball. Admirable. Very admirable. Oh, a fireball. Mm-hmm.
1: Going big at the end there, huh? Mm-hmm. What do you No drinking on followed by heavy drinking. <laughs> Wait, one Nothing. fireball or like a lot of fireballs? Because I can't just do one fireball, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I am drinking an El Segundo Brewing Company. It's a Mayberry IPA. And this was actually given to me by Cool Boy... Friend of the podcast, Dorn. And oh. uh, Dorn gave me some beers. So, uh, Hi, Dorn. Dorn also goes by the uh, cool boy name of Chub Stud. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Hey, so, Dorn. Dorn. Thank you, I have, Dorn. I have,
2: a, I have a message for Dorn. Uh, uh, uh. Bang, bang, bang. Uh. All right. And that's
1: definitely not an inside joke. <laughs> and um, all the cool Boy nation
0: members will get what that meant.
1: And I got to say, thank you, Dorn for this delicious beer that I will crack open right now. And, uh, you know, I gotta say, that's been a pretty cool thing about this, uh, podcast is that I've gotten now two beers from members of cool boy nation, just to drink on this podcast. And, uh, the other one is actually from cool boy, friend of the podcast, Andy, and I will be drinking that one next week i'm excited to find out what andy has made you suck on Ooh, definitely not a photo of any dongs andy andy and you owe it to noli okay look at nolan nolan is like literally like oliver from oliver twist okay please sir kind of have a dong and you are not giving him (laughs) any fucking dongs dong dong you say andy send him a dong
0: the man needs his dong it's true. This episode, we will be discussing our favorite top five films depicting World War II. For our episode, Saving Private Cool Boys. But first, we have some cool boy updates. So, gentlemen, what's
2: new with you? Well, I think first I'd just like to touch upon a little recap of last episode. Jerking Always stuff.
1: Good. Always. I, loved, I love a little recap. Just a little recap.
2: Yeah, I mean Felk, you were in rare form. I loved it. It was it was great. You by minute five, you were just a fucking wreck. Yes.
1: And 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 uh and cool boys, you'll have to check out the after dark for that one uh when we release it. Sorry, it's taking a bit. But um yeah, you'll have to check out the after dark for that one because uh there will be a point in that one that did not play so well for the episode where Felk actually had to stop reading his copy and puke pretty much
2: in his mouth. <laughs> we just didn't play so well for audio, but I'll leave it in for the After Dark. To hear Phil puke, you will have to donate one dollar to our Patreon page. Because I didn't After puke. Dark is exclusive. I didn't puke. Exclusive. I kept it all in. Exclusive, cool boys. I almost puked. Maybe you couldn't keep my dick in, you asshole.
1: Well, Felk, you do um, the uh, uh, the final uh, publishing of all the episodes. So I had a couple questions to ask you. One, yes. did you edit yourself in saying, "Bruce, it's me,
0: Barbara." No, that's uh... No that was from the that. episode recording. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't add anything. I did not add anything. You didn't add anything. Okay, if I, I, I could have added tell something. You... I would have added back in my virginity story, but I know why it was cut out, and that honestly should be way. Its more It's own in show topic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I that should be its do own do show topic. Sometime. Correct.
2: Although no one won't tell his. I'll tell you mine. Okay, great. Then we should definitely do that. I just don't want to go into detail. I'll give you the. I'll give you the short rundown. Oh. Uh. I want details, uh, details, no, you you want details in your ass
1: and felt one thing I wasn't sure of if uh, you were serious or telling the truth about was um, paradox sailing people who ski on
0: ducks sports that, that people spend money on. Is that something you've actually heard? No, my brain was just misfiring at that point. Yeah, was it was so one thing I learned listening so back wait, to it. Was so that,
1: basketball playing while uh, skiing and snowboarding isn't real either.
0: No, Um <laughs> one thing I noticed listening back was that the alcohol hit me in waves. It was basically like where I would just all of a sudden feel so drunk I could barely function, and then I'd kind of stabilize a little bit, and then it would hit me a little bit more, and then I would stabilize a little bit. And because the edits obviously compressed for much longer, it, it, it just it, it's like I'm. I'm coming in and out of consciousness, basically. And That was what was happening, just in a slower form.
1: Well, Cool Boy Nation, if any of you are out there or are doctors, I'm sure it'd be fun to analyze that episode.
0: Yeah, or treat alcoholists, just, but because uh, I haven't drank since that episode,
2: got to yeah. stay off for a
0: little bit. One Aww. one thing I
2: learned was uh, don't try to like write and control an episode after people are doing the wine bottle challenge, especially Felk, who doesn't really drink wine.
0: Gee, I wonder if I learned that hard, the hard way. Geez,
1: yeah, man. Well, There's no reason, like, five minutes into the episode to pound half a bottle of wine.
0: To win. That yeah. was... Yeah. I was <laughs> Wait. What's saying there was no reason. There was a challenge.
2: That, to win is that the up, reason. That episode was supposed to be fun and, like, a reminiscing of, like, jacking off stories, but it, it got dark really quickly. That's just because Well, of I, I don't think Not we could cause...
1: ever get into Felix jacking off stories without it getting dark.
0: Yeah. W- w- yeah. W- how did it get dark? Because other than me
2: being drunk... uh How did it get dark? Uh, I'll let listeners and viewers determine how it got dark. Noah, what did you mean? Uh, We started talking about six-year-olds jacking off. No,
0: shut up. That was me. That that was that was (laughs) that was that's my. You want? Did you want me to
2: lie? You had a great story. You could have used. You could have used the story I wrote for you. Yeah.
1: I I looked at it like love line. Like you like you just we're just honest, true stories. Being honest, you know, kind of all forthright and forthcoming, and coming.
2: Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, anyway, yeah. I think it was funny. I think there's laughs to be had in there for sure.
1: I feel like, though, uh, a few times, uh, Felk and I hijacked uh, the show topic with the bottle challenge and didn't let Noli complete some of his stories. That's so fine. I want to redo yeah. the show yeah. topic right now and ask yeah. Noli all the stories individually and just well, get him to you, clear. No, neither kidding. of
0: you ever answered where the weirdest place you ever masturbated was.
1: I felt I'd actually never masturbated in a weird place in my bedroom. Uh, right. I, I think like I don't like I don't I never, never really. I've, I've had sex in weird places, but I've never masturbated in a weird place. Understandable.
2: Uh, the weirdest place I almost did was I was driving down the five from L.A. up north. And <laughs> I, had a, I had a hankering to rub one out really hard. Like if my balls were hurting and I thought I'd pull over at one of those rest stops and just jerk it. But this is before, like, I didn't have good porn on my internet, so I'd have to rely on, like, a signal. Mm -hmm. And it was nighttime, so I figured, like, my car would be dark, but you see, like, this, like, bright light of, like, a pussy being pounded. I was like, I can't do it. But I I sat there in my car for about five minutes contemplating, should I do this right now? And I ultimately just decided to get back on the road and go home and then fucking rub a glorious rub out.
0: Okay. Well, that, no. had you have that, done that that would've been a good, pretty good story, but since it was a hypothetical, I, I clearly won that one.
2: When you dropped yeah, the well, Alamo on us, we Yeah. Okay,
0: I looked into did. it. I looked into it. I I don't it wasn't at the Alamo. It was at the Texas uh historical Texas Cultural Museum like
2: right across from the Alamo. Uh, d- no edit. Don't, don't ruin this. Don't ruin edit. it. Edit. I'm cutting it out. Yeah. <laughs> We're staying at the Alamo. Okay. Whatever. Where, where was it at, though? It was at the right across, across the, the
0: street. street at, okay. At, in, in a museum because it had nice like stall bathrooms. I don't even think the Alamo has bathrooms.
1: Across the street, yeah. No one died across the street at the Alamo. No one was running away and got like you know just taken out by the Spanish and Mexican armies. Like yeah, the know, entire gonna, Mexican gonna,
0: army would have been like right where that museum is. We're gonna yeah, yeah, the exactly. keep the Alamo dream alive. Keep the Alamo dream alive.
1: Uh, Felk, what's your update? Any updates? Uh, Anything cool guys, happen in your you life? Guys
0: watch the eclipse.
1: I. I wish I could, but unfortunately, I had a marine layer, and I couldn't see
2: anything. Okay. Oh, boy. Let me tell you, it was fucking amazing. Really? Sarcasm? Uh, uh, maybe a bit. You know what? Here's my thought on the eclipse. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. You put on the glasses. You see a nice dark sky and an orange sun with the moon coming over. But at the end of the day, what the fuck did I watch? I could have watched something better like in like a science fiction movie.
0: Yeah, i sure. Or you I, can just I, look I, at the moon because the, the moon kind of has the exact same effect, and it's there I, I every think, night. I
2: think looking at the moon, a full moon on a on a clear night is much more impressive than the, the eclipse that I saw.
1: Yeah, I, well, you note. were seeing the eclipse at, like, at 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 like less than seventy five
2: percent. Yeah, um, it was like sixty percent like totality. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, at the end of the day, LA then, never it gets just, a good shit. It's uh, it's fine. You know, it was cool, but like at the same time, people were like losing their fucking minds over it. Let's not lose our minds over it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's what the Mayans did. Come on, we're not Mayans.
0: Yeah, it is kind of weird how like coincidental that eclipse is that saves that dude in Apocalypto, considering how like they happen like once every like twenty something years. Come on, what are the odds? Oh yeah, I know. Slim. Tell me about it. You gotta cut that out of the show, aren't you?
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm fucking Apocalypto.
0: Anytime you mention Apocalypto, I'll leave it in the fucking show. All right. Uh that's that's my update. I watched it. I thought it was uh, way too much hype. Exactly, it's too much hype. If if we just could see stars in L.A., the stars are fucking incredible when you're out in the middle of nowhere. It's like they are. We don't even get. We don't like. That's way more impressive, and like we just don't get that because yeah, we like keep our skyscrapers lights on. Let's just keep every, all the street lights up at night. How about we just you know once a year just turn out all the lights in L.A. No power. At like four in yeah. the morning for everyone just to look at the stars. I'm sure That's everything serious. will work out fine. There won't be crime. It'll work It'll be great and we can look at the stars. You know, when
1: they uh when I go just a little bit off the uh the beaten path where I live, um and I live up in Northern California, I can uh I can see the Milky Way. It's crazy. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. a sight?
2: So Ballard, I heard you watched a movie.
1: I did watch a movie. Not not just any movie. I watched an experience. I watched something of an experience. I do not live near an IMAX theater anymore. So I had to drive quite some distance to go see an IMAX movie. And I went and saw the IMAX experience of Dunkirk and it was 5 out of 5 cool boys, incredible. Wow. It had everything I wanted. The movie, here's a great way. To, uh, Nolan, have you seen it?
0: No. Felk, have you seen it? No. Yes, I have seen it in IMAX. Nolan, you said fortunately
1: no?
2: Unfortunately no.
1: Unfortunately no? Okay. And then Felk, have you seen it? Yes, I have. I saw it in IMAX as well. So one of the things, Excellent I will not scene. get into spoilers here, and there's really not much eh, of do a spoiler it, of you can get into for a World War II um, historical event, but Just we won't look, get into I spoilers.
2: To, I don't want you to spoil anything because I haven't We're not,
1: seen I'm, it. I won't spoil anything. But what I will get into, I will get into more technical stuff, Noli, okay? So remember when The Dark Knight came out, Nolan, and it was like a big deal that it was 17 minutes in IMAX? This movie is 17 minutes of no IMAX,
0: really. Yeah, pretty much. That's
1: it. The rest of the movie's IMAX. From like the very first scene all the way pretty much till finally when you start settling in in the second act in the boat people's life. That'll make sense when you see the movie. Um the it's the second story. There's three stories. They're called one, two, and three. One is called the mole, two is called the sea and one uh or sea, and three is called air. Yeah. They all function in different timelines. That's about it, anyways. When you finally get to the sea, after like 45 minutes, that it suddenly goes to like 185 to 1, maybe even larger, like 177 to 1. Yeah, I r- think aspect it's, it's ratio.
2: 177.
1: Is it 177? Yeah. Okay. It goes to 177 aspect ratio, and then it just jumps right back. Like the next scene to all the way full frame IMAX. It's incredible IMAX.
0: I'm sure it'll do the thing that the other ones did on on Blu-ray, which were, where it switches back and forth between the little bit of letterboxing and and the the full frame for the IMAX yeah. stuff. That that's it wasn't. It's it, I know if I've, I actually found that annoying in The Dark Knight and and Rises, uh, but I liked it in this one just because it was flipped. It was like almost entirely an IMAX. So wait, does
2: yeah. does Rises do that on the Blu-ray? Yeah. Yes. Okay, well, it's it's Mission Impossible 4 did not do that. It's- right, so
1: that's a Paramount thing. Paramount's the only one not doing it. They also didn't do it for Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, except, except I was able to Walmart find room. that version. And that was like a random Walmart version. But yeah, um, Paramount won't do that, Nolan. I don't know why, but um, yeah, more than likely, Warner Brothers will do that. They've done it with every other one of uh, of Christopher Nolan's IMAX films.
2: So you'll see it, Nolan. You'll get it. I remember it in Rises, um, but I do remember it in Dark Knight. It's always a treat. And they do it Um, interstellar, I think, as well on the Blu-ray yeah.
1: on the Blu-ray. Yeah. But uh, uh, Dunkirk was uh, uh, breathtaking um, at moments with the aerial combat in IMAX. All the aerial combat with Tom Hardy was in IMAX. And it was, I am certain, all real aircraft.
2: Can I see that still at this point? You better see it before like this week
1: is over because I think next week it's in humans is in theaters. I know IMAX don't know how he cares
2: about that. I don't know. Nobody
1: does, but you know what, Noli? They're running it for a week regardless. I don't know how
0: big a pull that'll have. Uh, or it doesn't many.
1: matter. It's still taking over all 70 millimeter IMAX screens. You're really? losing the ability Jesus. to see it as of tomorrow morning. That's
2: a show that fucking done after it season is. two. Oh, Dead if, on Arrival. If not, if, if not season one, no one cares about really that show. Yeah, It's really dumb. Yeah, Dead on Arrival. Uh, but, totally.
0: Uh, no, it is. if you can find Dunkirk in IMAX, it is absolutely worth it. If you can't you just want to see it in a regular theater, you might as well just wait okay. for it on Blu-ray.
2: Well, I live in Los yeah. Angeles, so there's plenty of opportunities to see it in IMAX. Time-wise... No, no
0: you only have two
1: theaters. You have The Bridge
2: and you have City Walk.
0: Yeah. The AMC Burbank is where I saw it, but yeah.
2: Yeah, but that's not real IMAX.
0: I know, it's close enough. It's digital, but it's still, it's still the screen.
2: The, the screen and resolution is more or less the same. I prefer the bridge. i, I actually might pick it up. Uh, I might see it soon. But, well, you know, d- I you should. You should if you can. I don't, if you it's, can, it's a, it's a time thing, you know. Oh, well, of course. Step, totally a lot understand. Of going on right now. So yeah. So I, I
1: actually, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was quite. So it was quite the journey for me to go down there and see it and come back, and I ended up spending hours doing it. Uh, but it was absolutely uh, an incredible experience and i highly recommend dunkirk it is very stressful to watch oh, it yeah. is very clever in the way that it is structures its timeline between the three different stories and um i i felt very satisfied seeing it right first time seeing it
0: only yeah only oh really it's short no and it's it's only an hour 40 um it is short
1: and um and if you do have a chance to see it on blu-ray I highly recommend that shit because it was a fucking
2: good movie so for someone who didn't see it in theaters and it comes out on Blu-ray, is it a, f- just purchase it because I'll watch it again? Yeah. It definitely. Uh, yeah, it, it kind of depends game. on your
1: love for World War Two. I really love World War II so I could watch this movie over and over again. If you're not like a big fan of war films, um, I probably wouldn't recommend it to be purchased. But if you like World War II or you're a huge fan of Christopher Nolan, absolutely purchase this movie. This is this is a stellar film.
2: Well, it's I like Christopher Nolan. I love World War 2 We're doing a show topic on it. <clears throat> what? This, speaking
0: of World War II, let's get into our show topic World War II Report preliminary findings Not worried about her, we gotta keep him gang Cool boy nation, pop your cocks and drop your tops It might be interesting and important for you to know It's time for our cool boy show topic
1: Hey, I like that
0: Spoilers no sweat. So cool Tonight our show topic is saving private cool boys. And we'll be starting off our World War II, World War II extravaganza with our top five WW2 films or movies.
2: World War II.
0: Uh, All right. Is Ballard goes first?
1: Is that how it usually is? Is it I go first?
2: Ballard Nolan Phelps. Yep.
1: All right. Uh, Alphabetical. we kind of do actually have like a, so I got, so I have a ton of honorable mentions for this episode.
2: The thing, uh, the the thing I love about these top five lists is usually Felk and I kind of interchange the same movies, and then Ballard's way off topic with some random fucking film tonight. It's going to be, the some opposite. but I think tonight it's going to be the opposite. Ballard's going to be straightforward World War II films, and Felk and I are going to be all over the fucking map. That might be that might be very true. There's truly
1: not a top 5 list. I mean like I I it was really fucking hard for me to pick a top 5. I have like a top 20 really. But uh wow. I'll start off with my number 5 and my number 5 is a Steven Spielberg film. What? And it is Empire of the Sun. Oh wow.
0: Do you but guys have on that my list? Not on no, my list. Uh, not, not on, on your on list? list. None of my movies will be on your list. We don't mean
2: I don't have to do that this this episode. Yeah. Uh, I, now, I'm, now, now I'm curious about Phil's list. I think list.
1: after literally after every number, we can say like, I don't think any of your num- movies are going to be on my list. And then we can say that so many times throughout the episode that it'll just be like real funny to hear over and over again.
2: <laughs> okay. I can't. So, so what do you like about Close. Empire of the Sun? Is I it because Christian Empire- Bale shows his fucking six-year-old dick?
1: Uh, he, doesn't, no, he doesn't. know he doesn't. He doesn't show it, nor do they film it, and it was a deleted scene. But um, <laughs> Wait, uh, Empire of the Sun is an incredible uh, movie from a perspective of Brits in China, and 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 then a kind of like a, 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 a an internment camp of Brits and Americans and and Chinese um, uh, prisoners of war. And it stars Christian Bale. It's his first role. He's incredible in it. Um, the shots are, are for Bale, the most basically. part, a lot of long takes uh, that put you in the scene. Uh, the siege of Shanghai that Spielberg puts in the beginning of the film, that you see from Christian Bale's perspective as a like a you know a, a, like an eight year old boy or something like that, is just like just jaw dropping. Even at at that time, I think it was, I can't remember the uh, the uh, the uh, the year. I think it was like I think or, or something. Yeah, it was like late 80s, definitely the 80s. It, definitely 86 or 88 somewhere around there. No, it takes place in um, the 1940s. I mean, uh the uh, the movie was shot in the 80s and oh. uh it was um it's I think Spielberg was the, the first uh American production to shoot in China uh ever. If if not um in an incredibly long time, uh, he was the first. Um and then yeah, and then uh he, it's, it just has footage of the zeros uh, flying over uh, the uh, Japanese airfield as well as over the uh, Prisoner of War camp. B-52 is Cadillacs in the sky. Yep, yep, exactly. Cadillacs in the skies, And then the Mustangs show up. And, and Spielberg shoots like, this... I
0: don't remember my dad's face. It's like a real weird tonal shift there.
1: It is at the end, yeah. And Spielberg shoots this incredible long take of the Mustangs having a dogfight with the Zeros right above Christian Bale. And they do this aerial combat that has uh, an extraordinary... Uh, uh, cinematography and and blocking because they, they have these uh, uh, aircraft just fly perfectly like right over the uh, uh, Christian Bale's character and right in the shot and it's all done this one long take and it, it, it's just one of those things that just shows how well Spielberg plans a shot and how great he, he can make a, a, like compose a single shot um, and then the movie ends with uh, Christian Bale's character actually seeing the atomic bomb go off he sees like the uh, ripples of it in the sky, and uh, and then he ends up yeah finding his parents at the end, and and he doesn't recognize spoilers. them.
2: Spoilers, yeah, spoilers. It's it's one of those movies that I've never seen all the way through, so it's it's not really? on my list just because I haven't seen it all the way through. Oh wow, it's great! It really is good. I think it and, is actually one of Spielberg's worst movies. <laughs> like oh, down yeah. there with Hook. Oh no! Oh, oh well, you kidding I think? Me? I, I think Hook's one of his best movies. So come on. Disagree. 1941
1: Hook. is terrible, speaking of uh, uh, World War II films. 1941 is horrible. I've never, never gotten through
2: that. Speaking of World War II films, Hook is amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, World War II, indeed. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyways, um, I really loved Empire uh, of the Sun. And um, it, Ben Stiller's randomly in it, too. And he looks like a chimpanzee. He looks all fucking weird. Because that's what he looks like. I know, it when he's not all makeuped up and he's like working out super hard to get his face all thin. Yeah. All right. Well, that was my that was my number five, Noli, What's your number five?
2: Well, tonight is a very serious tone. We are talking about World War II. Honor, mm-hmm. freedom, and my five, my fifth best film. No, scratch that. <laughs> go back. Uh, <laughs> my and five. the f- yeah, and my number five for the top five World War II films would have to be a little film. That's already made the top five before in a previous episode. It is a little film called Wind Talkers. Oh, I have it higher. <laughs> oh, no. So, anyway, I don't really have Wind Talkers. You
1: have Wind Talkers on your list, and then, Felk, you have it higher. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I have it higher. Is, I have Wind Talkers higher. Okay. So, okay. Actually, Wind Talkers was a joke for me, but I can't wait to talk about it later.
1: Well, Noli, why don't, because we, we we haven't really had a whole conversation about Wind Talkers before. Why don't you just tell me a little tidbit (laughs) about Wintalker before we dive in into Felk's conversation later?
2: It's not even on his list. It's not even on my list, but I love Talkers. Wait, wait,
1: wait. talkers, isn't your number five?
2: No. No, I don't. I don't love and It's it's actually not my number five. You got me. I must have missed the part
1: where you said that it wasn't because I I wasn't paying attention. Yeah,
2: But, but okay. So we'll talk about it later. But speaking of jokes, my number five is actually a joke among most movie moviegoers and critics. I'm going to throw fucking Pearl Harbor there at number five. I've nice. got it on my Pearl list Harbor. as well
0: at number five.
2: All right. Let's dig in. Wow, you both have Pearl Harbor as number five. Yes, we do. Well, here's why I have it as number five. By no means is it a great movie. By no means is it amazing. Disagree. But you know what? The, the attack on Pearl Harbor itself, is amazing, and I could watch that over and over again. It's a great scene. Have you Maybe. ever seen
1: the uh, uh, the unrated director's cut? I'm not sure. I think the, I have. oh, you would, oh you would know because it is incredibly violent. He digitally blows faces off of people, and he has limbs digitally ripped off characters that in the PG-13 version have nothing go wrong with them. He just rips limbs and faces off of people.
2: It's super violent. Well, anyway, it's one of the last movies I watched on VHS where you had to pop in the second tape.
1: Lots of digital blood. In and the
2: unrated version, I think the, uh, I, I think the second tape started where uh, Alec Baldwin's uh, what was his character's Doolittle. Yeah. Doolittle is uh, training the guys on the aircraft carrier. Um, b twenty-one anyway, liberators. It, it, it's not a good film, and it gets a bad rap, and it I should. Agree. But like, I you know, think World War II just started. Yeah, it's still watchable. You know, there's good stuff in it. The the, the triangle love story is not good. And Josh yeah. Hartnett single-handedly maybe ends the movie because he sucks. I just found out yesterday he was alive still. He's still making movies. Who? Um, Josh Hartnett.
0: You, you thought he was dead? I thought he was dead. You thought you thought Josh Hartnett was dead? I, I am aware uh, he's still alive. He's still making what movies. Is he, what is? He, oh, he does. Okay. Don't ask what his
2: last movie was. It's been a while, but he, he still makes <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood Homicide. <laughs> Hollywood Homicide. <laughs> correct but anyway i mean folk go into pearl harbor more like i don't think it's terrible it's not good but it's watchable i think it's a masterpiece i think michael
0: bay knew exactly what the fuck he was doing he was making a movie he was making a a, a war propaganda movie from the 1950s unironically and no he
2: was not he was not making red tails he was not. He was He was trying to make... It don't shush me, okay.
1: Don't you shush <laughs> me. I think
2: folks being sarcastic.
0: No, it, maybe I'm being sarcastic. I'm trying here. Uh, okay. No, I think... I. But no, actually, I'm not entirely being sarcastic. I feel like he was trying to make, like, a, a, a cheesy-as-fuck movie from, like, 40 years ago and to see what happens when you make it with, like, today's techniques. That's why there's a love triangle. It's like, it's very much just, can we do what Titanic did with World War II?
2: Well, no, because it's not an iceberg. It's actual like murder. People are killing each other. I I think a lot of that has to do with the actors he chose. I think if he chose a different cast, you might've had a different movie.
0: Ben Affleck in that role as Rafe is possibly the best (laughs) casting Hollywood has ever done. He is perfect. (laughs) Everything that is Ben Affleck today. And that includes Batman and daredevil is because of that role. He Armageddon was good, but he became Ben Affleck on that set and, and Josh Hartnett, you know, he's,
2: I don't have anything bad to say about Josh Hartnett. He's fine. No, the, the one good thing I will say about him is in the trailer, they gave him an amazing shot. He's like standing up all sweaty with grease on him. It's like Josh Hartnett. And I'm like, oh, who is this guy? I'd fuck him. Yeah.
0: Michael Bay has the best grease man in, in Hollywood. He, he the, the guy who sprays body and makes sure they're greasy
2: all the time throughout all of Pearl Harbor and, and Armageddon in every movie that guy deserves a raise that guy deserves like 2% of the profits of every movie grease is like
0: explosions grease those are like the
2: three things in a, in a Michael Bay movie that make it work
0: yeah. so for like, everything he two. did
2: wrong in pearl harbor he did a lot of things right there's there's good stuff in it
1: how but, many cool boys would you guys give pearl harbor
2: honestly five out of 5 boys really oh. I give it three out of five boys. I would give it maybe, three
1: out of five boys. Maybe two and a half. I unironically <laughs> love. I would Pearl give it Harbor. three out of five boys because the action, especially in the R-rated version, is off the chain.
2: The action is good. After the Pearl Harbor bombing scene, I don't care about that movie anymore. I don't mind the uh, the uh, bombing on Tokyo. I love the shot of kids playing baseball at five thirty in the morning. Like, oh yeah, we, yeah. All, we all was it at eight a.m.? I think it was eight a.m. It was eight in the morning. Yeah,
1: um, but yeah, so they're not playing 8 baseball at that eight time. in the
2: morning. You're not playing baseball. Yeah.
1: I love the showdown at the end, and um, and was it China? Yeah, Where they uh, crash land and then they have like the
0: samurai sword showdown or whatever it was. They landed in rice paddies because uh, that's what ninety percent of China is, right? Michael Bay's never been there at that point. It's almost
1: entirely rice paddies. But later he met a whole bunch of Chinese executives, and then he went to China.
2: Oh, and he had lots of Chinese dinosaurs.
1: Oh, transforming
2: he- dinosaurs. Oh, I'm sure he had lots of Chinese something. We're talking about World War II here, people. Donks.
1: Um, all right. all right. Well, I guess, Felk, so do you have anything else to say about Pearl Harbor?
0: Uh, explosions. Dan Aykroyd. Absolutely. You know?
1: I, I, you know what? A lot of people hate that shot of, uh, of uh, the, bomb the bomb falling on the USS Arizona. Because it's so
2: stylized and over the top and not appropriate for a it. World War II movie. I love I it. I think it's great. I think it's the iconic shot of the movie.
1: I'm sorry that, that that in real life that that broke the back of that ship, sank it and killed a whole bunch of sailors and and it's a horrible day. That does suck. But it was a great shot.
0: Yeah. Uh did did FDR really stand up to make a yes. make a dramatic moment? Probably not, yes. but fuck it. Let's make a movie.
1: Yes, he did. FDR God himself gave FDR life in his legs and he was able to stand up to prove a point.
0: There is no historical like reference for that I think. I think they did no. said fuck it
1: movie. Also John Voight was like horrible casting for FDR. I didn't think so.
0: Right, he was fine. Michael uh, Bay also
2: I I recently just in the last 2 months flew over the site and Michael Bay got a lot of the uh topography and geography correct. I'm sure they went I got, there. <laughs> I, I saw the, like the tower, the of uh, the airfield when it came crashing down and they were in the car and they were Oh my God! Fire. Did you see the
0: Boy Scouts on a hike?
1: Oh, I love when Kate Beckinsale just starts spinning in circles, because and that's that's the 360 shot right. in that episode. In, in that episode, in that movie, in that the episode shot, of the
0: Michael Bay show. That
1: 360 shot is Kate Beckinsale sp- um, spinning around, uh, uh, all worried and out of control because there's too many wounded yeah. coming into the hospital. There's yeah, one of
0: say. of both Hartnett and Ben Affleck right when they get out when they no, win it's, again. Not, it's not, a not a full 360, but it's yeah. still like the, the shot. It's still the Michael you know Bay what? shot. I-
2: I have forgot about that shot because it's not that uh, it's not that great anymore. But like that used to be the shot I looked for in his movies because it, it's a great shot. And
1: it's still in every movie, but he's done it to death awesome so many other prime. times in other ways. Yeah.
2: but he but he now does it in like non dramatic moments, like in the first fifteen minutes, like a character will get that shot. you will be like, why'd you do it here? Like you should wait to like the big moment of the movie to like erupt that on us, Don't right? Question, or he does it, it. Pearl, uh, Pearl, he does it
1: in weird moments in Pearl. Um, not Pearl. Sorry, he does it weird moments in Transformers Two system. when it goes in and out of the hut. Or he does it also in a weird moment in Bad Boys Two when it goes around the gunfight. Like I'm I, that no, was weird. That, that wasn't that's it. Not in a, Bad that's Boys different.
2: Two in Bad Boys Two it's when they they end a car chase and they stand up and look at like uh Martin Lawrence's yeah. sister. Different different oh, different yes. techniques. I know like, what you're, you're talking about. Though. They're taking out the airpiece and they're just like like looking around slow-mo you know the full pan yeah, around is different I transformers
1: think. it's not a rounded person it's it's the hut one isn't it that's the 360 well,
0: transformers i think there are two different two. types of 360s because one is like the yeah one is like a low below, angle hero shot up. Yeah, yeah as opposed to the one where it falls through and that's actually a really cool like how in bad boys they this they actually did it move the camera around them and cg'd the wall the wall is fake
2: uh yeah, that's a different technique that he's yeah he, he just loves the camera wrapping around stuff okay well bauard let's move on what's your number four
1: and my number four is a film about the japanese side of the war mm. and this side of the war is called letters
2: from iwo jima never seen it and- not on my list not on my list
1: and 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 really, is it like a head down, shake your head type of film?
2: Really, it is. It is. I am shaking my head and looking down because I've never seen it. First of all,
1: okay, so great. So you you, yeah. you're, you have a lot to say about the topic and very yeah. knowledgeable.
2: But Flags of Our Fathers is so bad. I I didn't it watch is this movie. So, so Flags
1: of I- Our Fathers is not on my list because it is not a good movie. Letters from Iwo Jima is on my list
0: because it's a great movie. If it's so great, how come I haven't seen it?
1: I, that's not a real question.
0: I that's a valid <laughs> I <can't>, argument.
1: <laughs> I can't answer a question like that. But I'll tell you this. Letters from Iwo Jima is a Japanese side of the war. It is a Clint Eastwood film, so it has a slow pace. But it is much more like a Saving Private Ryan. It is not artsy like a Thin Red Line or Flags of Our Fathers. It is a more direct story about actual war and battle in the moment with following a few characters that just happen to be Japanese. And some characters uh, like following the emperor's dictation, and others hate it, and others feel conflicted. And it's a uh, it's a great movie about the Japanese side of the war, done from a modern perspective, unlike something like *Tora Tora Tora*. And you are able to kind of get a feeling of how diss the war my
2: *Tora Torah Tora*.
1: And uh, and you get a, an actual good feeling no, of how the war ridiculous. must have felt for uh, uh, for the Japanese army.
2: Number one, Phil. Don't believe it. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, you know, to me, I hear good things about it. I just can't bring myself to watch it because I hated Flags of Our Father that much. I think it's a horrible movie.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I don't like Flags of Our Father. Um, it's not on my list. Uh, Letters from Iwo Jima is, is, is one of those films where you're like, how did you make that movie? And then you went and made that movie. Like, obviously, your efforts were put into this film. And not that film. I think because I have a theory. that film was obviously done here in the United States real fast with a very few little bits done in the Iwo Jima area. And Letters from Iwo Jima is entirely filmed in Iwo Jima.
2: Well, my theory is that uh, Adam Beach is in Flags of Our Father.
1: I can't stand Adam Beach. I hate him.
2: Yeah, he's a horrible actor. He's also in Windtalkers. You're talking so about a good. Slipknot? Yeah, uh, Adam
1: Beach is literally <clears throat> the Jai Courtney of America.
2: Okay. Whoa,
0: whoa, 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 Yeah, whoa. so I, I just my, my only thing about yeah, letters to Iwo Jima is I say let the Japanese make movies about the Japanese side of the war. They were our enemies.
2: Amen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I would give it five out of five uh,
2: cool oh, boys, five by the okay. way. Okay.
1: No, I give it four out of five cool boys.
2: Oh wow. All right, Nolan, what is your number for? I have a confession to make. Yeah? A lot of movies I haven't seen that you think are better. But anyway, I haven't seen those movies. So at number four, I'm going to throw a little film from the 90s out called Memphis Belle. Oh, oh, that's actually pretty good. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah, you know, Memphis Belle was, it's about guys and a bomber. And the the teamwork and unity and brotherhood that they had. And as a kid, I loved it. I loved it too. And as a, as a kid, I saw it. I also saw it as a kid. I haven't seen it as an adult. Me either. So I'm just kind of throwing this one out there because of all the other movies I could put here, but I'm putting this one Memphis Bell here from my childhood memories. I liked it. So my granddad
1: was in a B-17 uh, Flying Fortress, and that's how he fought in the war. And that's what Memphis Bell is about. Uh, he he fought in uh, a B-17 called Lucky Lady. Um, but M- Memphis Bell is about B-17. So for me, that was like the closest thing to like one of the closest movies, to actually seeing like what his life must have been like up there. Um, great movie,
2: uh, great cast. Okay, yeah, a, a cast of like nine characters who are now like well-known actors. Yeah, you know, fabulous A-list stars like Matthew Modine. Matthew, I was gonna
1: say Matthew Modine. Well, I think Memphis Belle is a great movie. I can't remember what I would give it as a rating, but I would say maybe like three out of five. Cool boys, probably. I think it's
2: three out of three and a half. Cool boys out of five cool boys
1: maybe four i'd like to rewatch it though thank you for bringing that up i would love yeah. to rewatch that that was I, not on my list of honorable mentions either
2: okay. it's been on netflix a, a couple times i've seen
1: oh instant watch yes oh well, i'll have to go check it out and see if it's there
0: i don't know if it's still there well hopefully Doc, what's your number 4 my number 4 is wind talkers <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about Ballard, so what it so it was
1: only one it was
2: only one slot up from nolan's love it all of them why do you like Windtalkers at number four, Ballard? What is your number three?
1: No, you just can't move off from Windtalkers. We held off on Windtalkers to oh, have a conversation
0: oh, uh, for you. Okay. What do you have to say about Windtalkers? I saw it once and barely remember it. Nicholas Cage uh, is <laughs> in it. It deals with the Navajo. I think, I think Nicholas Cage is supposed to protect a Navajo guy. Kind of, yeah. And that's, that's the movie. He, he's
2: he's protecting a code breaker. I also love Windtalkers because no point in the movie does it mention that they called the Code Breakers Windtalkers. So you're just like, what the fuck is this title? No. Wait, do they on? never say the Windtalkers in the movie? I don't yeah. remember it. Yeah. It might be like an afterthought, like at the end, like in a text being like, the Navajo saved fifty-six men. Oh, and, and it text this, at the end, like on the screen. Talkers. I thought you
1: were like it's like Nick Cage text scene. Oh, those Navajos <laughs> are
2: wind talkers. But, but it's him like, in the World War II bed. <laughs> I don't think they ever call them wind talkers in the movie. So the title is a completely fucking bullshit title.
0: I think there's a flamethrower, and it explodes. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, well John Wu is definitely getting a flamethrower in his battle sequence. I remember Christian sequence. Slater's in the first fifteen minutes, and then he gets like cut in half by a samurai sword or something. Or I'm making that up. No, he
1: does. He, gets, he does get uh, killed by a samurai sword because that was a huge laugh point for the audience I was with. And uh, once again, Cool Boy Nation, if you haven't heard it before and caged up, um, I saw the movie in school uh, in for a lecture. And then at the end of the movie, uh, when the audience was laughing their asses off throughout the whole film, Nick Cage came walking in the door. The teacher opened the door and said, it's hot in here, which it was. And then Nick Cage came walking right on in, bringing the heat. And then we uh, realized he must have been listening to us laugh at him forever. Love you, Nick. We yeah, love it, you, was, Nicholas uh, it was Cage. I, I don't really remember Wind Talkers too much, other than like bullet points. Um, it was like watching the movie on fast forward with a, like on a VCR, uh, mainly because after yeah. seeing Nick Cage immediately afterwards, you can't really remember what you just saw because you're just taken back by that you just saw Nick Cage.
2: I remember looking forward to it because at that time I liked John Woo a lot and I liked Nick Cage a lot. And then so then that movie came out, I was like, "Oh, World War II, John Woo, Nick Cage, what could go wrong?" Yeah. Everything, everything. It's just, everything. John Woo style does not relate to a uh, historical story. Why it's so,
1: four. Um, Felk, what would you give that Cool Boy rating then for uh, Wind Talkers?
0: Uh, I would give it a one out of five boys. I love that's a number four on your
2: list. One it's number five four, a random number four.
1: I would give it. I would give it a two out of five. Only for the experience, I would give it another notch up. So two out of five boys for me. Okay. Ballard, what Nolan? is your number three? Nolan, what, what's your cool boy rating for uh, uh, Talkers?
0: Maybe
2: zero cool boys. Zero cool, cool boys, boys. Zero and zero it was your is number five. <laughs> 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 okay, so half a cool boy. Uh, just the tip. Just, just the tip of a cool. Just boy. Just the tip. You
1: know that always leads to a little bit more, Nolly. Ballard, what is your number three? Well, my number three is a film about the German side of the war. <laughs> my movie is a movie that uh, I saw many, many, many years ago before it became a meme, and now it is a fantastic meme. Uh, it is Downfall, and the meme, of <laughs> course, is the scene where Hitler is yelling at all his generals about how his everything is failing with the German army and he's, the Third Reich. No, he's really but mad the movie about the is Avatar a great movie. Um One of the things I love about Downfall is... It, it 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 humanizes hitler and that doesn't make it a good thing and that doesn't make hitler like all of a sudden like good what it does is it makes him more of a monster because when you see him as a human you realize how much of a monster he really was and what a real monster looks like when they're like so cold quiet and calculated and it's supposed to be a very accurate portrayal of adolf hitler one of the closest ones and um and it is really, truly a, a, an amazing film, a very sad film, a really intense movie because it is about the last few days of Hitler's life. It essentially just takes place during the last few days of Hitler's life, and you follow his secretary. And so you see uh, you know whatever she kind of was really kind of uh, uh, privy to. Um, it, is, it is a long movie. It is a great movie. It is all in German, so it's a lot of subtitling, just like Letters from Iwo Jima, which was all in Japanese, lots of subtitling there but I recommend downfall um and uh yeah you can uh you can kind of see this uh the, some insight into kind of what happened in that bunker in those final days
2: so cool
1: haven't seen it so cool yeah
2: no I actually that's a good movie mm. I think I'm going to watch it I've heard about it
1: it's great it's great and it really shows them the stress because the at the pressure at the time uh where uh Hitler was it wasn't about the American army it was about the Russian army because the Russian army was just so violent and vicious and they would just destroy and pillage. And that's kind of how the Germans saw them. And so they really were worried about the Russians coming in. And one of the biggest things about the Russians at that time was that they actually, when they took over Berlin and circled Berlin, they didn't allow any food to go in and out of Berlin. So they just wanted the people of Berlin and all the Germans in Berlin to starve. This is back in 1945. They just wanted the whole city to die. We, the United States flew over the, uh, over Berlin and dropped food and medical supplies for the Berlin people, or the people of Berlin, so they could actually eat and survive. Otherwise, they would have starved to death and died just because of the Russian army. All right. So anyway, so yeah. So downfall. I would give uh, five out of five. Uh, cool boys. It's a great movie. I recommend it. Anyone who hasn't seen it. And
2: uh, Nolan, what is your number uh, three? So my number three. I was told I couldn't talk about it. It was taboo. It wasn't Schindler's List. It was Band of Brothers. Because Band of Brothers. It was a TV show, but it was a 10-hour no, series movie. It's not TV. It's HBO. And so then it's a home box office, which means movie. Yeah,
1: Band of Brothers is is an incredible work of art, as well as a great historical document. I mean, it, it is yeah. a wonderful 10-hour
2: movie. Not much to be said about it, except for this group yeah, of men. No, there's
1: a lot to be said about I it. I know,
2: but I don't want to spend <laughs> 50 fucking hours on it. But this is an incredible group of men that did everything. They fucking did D-Day. They did the Battle of the Bulge. They went to fucking Eagle's Nest. Like, this group of men is, like, the fucking hardest men that ever existed.
1: Band of Brothers is really good. Damian Lewis is just, like, that's, like, one of his first big roles in the United States, at least. I mean, that's the first time I ever saw him. And the only thing I like him in. Yeah, I mean, I guess the first season of Homeland I liked him in, and then Not I didn't really Dream care catcher. for him again. Nah, I didn't really care for Dreamcatcher. Nobody I cared for in Dreamcatcher. And then Band of either. Brothers also uh it kind of, you know, really was able to like give you that little that hit of Saving Private Ryan that you needed. Uh because Saving Private Ryan was such a great movie and you just, everybody of course wanted to see something new of Saving Private Ryan and they did. They showed you the airborne version of D-Day and that was so cool to see. I mean, you ended up playing it time after time again in the Call of Duty games, but it was so cool to see this aspect of the war, uh, not the storming of beaches, but this like dropping in at night into enemy territory and being shot at. That was just really uh uh just such an eye-opener to uh, other aspects of that day D-Day. Um and then and then on top of that, you got to see, you're right, Noli. So many other like terrible situations of World War II that these, this, this, uh, easy company went through and the 101st Airborne went through. And that was, that was, uh, really, um, kind of just, uh, uh, you know, I, I was blown away by the episode breaking point in which, um, Captain Spears sprints through the army, uh, the, the Nazi lines to hook up with right. another company. And then the Nazis don't even shoot at him. They don't even realize he's there because he's just doing the most ballsy motherfucking thing of all time. Sprinting right through the fucking other army, hooks up with the other company, gives them the information, and then comes running right back to Easy Company. And yeah. that's at that point when the Nazis realize and start like shooting at him. That 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 character Captain Spears is a is a pretty incredible real life human being. And yeah. that show brought light to lots of incredible real life human exactly.
2: beings. Exactly. And it, it's a show, but I feel like I had to include it because like, like Game of Thrones, it's it's an actual show that I go back and I watch like over and over again because it's so good. It's a movie.
1: It's a, it's re- you're right. You, you, you actually hit it on the nose in the beginning.
2: It's a 10-hour movie. Correct. And it's, it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, go watch it because it's Saving Private Ryan, the sequel. Or It's just more Saving Private Ryan. The spinoff. Exactly.
1: It is. I give Band of Brothers 5 out of 5 Cool
2: Boys. only what do you give it? Oh, six out of 5 Cool Boys. Oh, oh yeah, I haven't seen two. it. Wow. Felk, Fal- 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 you've not oh, seen Cool... Fal- Fal- go Fal- Fal- see it. Suck my dick, Felk. All right, well, you should see it. So, Felk, what's your number three? Well, I've heard you guys talk a lot about the
0: the war against you know the Nazis and and the Japanese during World War II, but I, what about the fight against a secret organization that started off within the Nazis and ended up plaguing us till modern day? <laughs> Captain uh, America, the uh, first Avenger. Uh, my number three is Cap. God damn it! My number three <laughs> oh, is wow. Captain America, the first Avenger. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra.
1: I really don't. I really don't like that movie. Really, I really don't like that movie. How's that I possible?
2: It. I think it's a great movie. I think I love it. it's
0: classic Joe Johnson too. It's like the, one of the few Marvel movies where you can actually tell who the director is based on his previous work.
1: I don't really like that movie. I kind of i i i, I give it two out of five Cool Boys. I love are you rating it,
2: it? I give it four out of five Cool Boys for sure,
0: I think it's awesome. I think it's very World War two. I think it's very Indiana Jones. I think it's very it's
2: more Rocketeer, well, yeah, but Rocketeer
0: is like from Indiana Jones. I mean, it, there there's that influence is there. And
2: uh how do you how do you hate it, Ballard? It's like it's a really good movie.
1: no, I just don't feel i, I you know, the first Avenger doesn't gel with me it just some, something was going wrong Uh I, I mean i it's a well-made movie joe johnson made a well-made movie but there's just there's no love in that movie other than i think what chris evans is bringing to that role i think he's the only person that has love for that movie i disagree I think, that film.
2: I think it's got problems i think some of the best scenes i think the pacing's of all off and the montage is shit yeah the, 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 yeah, the pacing is all off and the montage was some of the best scenes that were used in the trailers it's just a montage, so it comes yeah. out of nowhere. You're kind of like, "Eh, what's happening here?"
1: That that movie looks like it was made in post because there there was there were uh, interviews with Joe Johnson who's saying like where he says we never threw the shield unless it was important or pertinent to the story and or the plot. And then if you watch the movie, the montage is just all throwing the shield for no reason. There's literally a shot where all he's doing is throwing the shield right at the camera to, and it has no repercussion. It's just a shot at the camera. They literally used the shield. For no reason when he said the only time they were going to use it and throw it was for actual pertinent and poignant moments of the film. Well, he may be well, misspoke.
0: Think- I'm not going to judge him based on like a, a, an excerpt from an interview. But I, I feel I'm I just think it saying looks that, cool. that
1: that's a clear example of that movie being taken out of context. And that was taken out of context during the post-production process. And that movie feels like a movie recut and post to be a different film.
2: Here's Joe Johnson. Yeah. He is a very talented guy. He has great ideas as a director. Very true. Eh, uh, he's very hit or miss. I mean, he's done more bad than he has done good.
1: Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is great.
0: Perfect movie.
1: It is. It's like a perfect film. You're right.
0: So
2: Rocketeer I, yeah, is a- also a perfect movie. He's
1: got at least no, two yeah, No, I don't movies. like no, Rocketeer, Rocketeer, is- as Rocketeer as much as everyone Rocketeer else Rocketeer is not
2: perfect. Uh, I think uh, it's like three
1: out of five for me. Cool boys.
2: Rocketeer is yes, great. a great idea executed poorly.
1: Yes, it's a great idea executed poorly. Um, um, I also think it's a great executed poorly. It's a great TV episode, like a one episode. But it's not a it's not a movie. What Captain like it, America? It, no, The Rocketeer. It's like a forty five minute like it's a good forty five minute episode for like out like Outer Limits or something like that or Amazing Stories. But it is not a a movie for me. It's too yeah, long so, for a movie. So
2: cool. So back to Captain America.
1: Captain America as well. I feel like is incomplete because I felt that movie should have stayed only in nineteen forty five. Or 1944 through 1945, it does. and never have showed us the prologue in which you saw Shield discover the Shield, oh. and the epilogue where you see Cap wake up in New York. Eh. I think that should have all been handled in the Avengers. I think Those no, are minor I think
2: grievances. I th- no, I think it needed. No, to- no I, think I think you should have from a guy who would give. I, I think Captain Man America Seals makes more sense boys. if he dies in the end, and you think he's dead. I think that that hits harder. You'll give Man of Steel six out of five boys, and you'll give Captain America the first set of Avengers. I never gave two. Man
1: of Steel six out of five cool boys. i give it five you'll out five of five. give five,
2: though. You'll give it I five. I would.
1: i give it five out of five cool boys. Oh, that movie fucking sucks. No, like Man of Steel Avengers has love three? behind it. Love no. made that movie. I disagree with no, you on boy. Saving
0: Private Ryan, and you know I like Man of Steel, too. Saving so. Private Ryan? I mean, Captain America the first <laughs> Avenger. Oh, okay. Whatever it's called.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they're like very similar movies, and they're so good together. Um, no, I don't think Captain America The First Avenger is a movie that was made with love. I feel like it was a movie made to make a deadline. And Marvel was notorious, especially in 2011, for making deadlines. Uh, and uh. and um, I, I think they retooled the entire franchise, even because of that movie. And you saw the retool as Winter Soldier, and that's a great movie. And it's a vastly different movie and tone.
0: I, I love Wonder Soldier, but I—it's I th- a very different movie. It almost shouldn't even be compared because they're so different.
1: And that should not be the case for a movie, right? Like th- for a franchise, like no, should, because different-
0: you Batman can be in Batman the, the you know animated series, and you can also be in the Killing. That's jokes.
1: different franchises, though. Those are different franchises. No, it's all That's one all the, it's the franchise. Batman
2: franchise. I think it's, no, it's all, all one, one brand. brand. Yeah, it's all one brand. I think the only thing missing from Winter Soldier to make it 5 out of 5 was a sex scene where Hayley Atwell just busts her shirt and her buttons burst all over the place and her tits just v- come yeah. out. And she Captain America shoves his head in there and she tries to strangle him to death and he's just like, I'm super powered. I can't be strangled to death. I'm here.
1: You know what, Noli? I think in, in like, to touch on that, I think in my fan fiction version, there's a really hot, sexy, like, fuck scene between Captain America and Black Widow sometime right before they get bombed. Or right after they get bombed oh, we're at, talking at the about winter,
2: soldier? Yeah, winter Soldier,
1: yeah, Winter Soldier, yeah. Right, there would be oh, wow. a good, hey, there's I a good sex scene. Suits. I feel like we're, there. We're,
2: we're talking about two different sex scenes, but I think they're both good.
1: No, yeah, because my sex scene is like right after the bomb hits them, you know, and he's carrying Black Widow out. She just slaps him across the face, yeah. what, and I, then he catches the it. second
2: slap, and then they oh, just fuck sure.
1: over the back of oh, a Corvette.
2: For sure. for sure, because I don't buy this shit when like the world's about to end and people just look at each other like, "Oh my God, I love you." Like, the world's about to end. Let's just stay here and do nothing. I think the world's... You find out the world's about to end. The bomb's coming. Let's just fuck. Let's, Let's fuck. fuck. Let's fuck for a minute, two minutes, whatever we got. Let's just fuck until the end of time.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I'm sure. Until the end of time. Until the end of time. All right, well, okay, so that was uh, Captain America The First Avenger. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, mostly it was on. Ballard shitting on it, which I didn't expect. Well, Felk, what do you want? Go ahead. Talk about a little bit more about what you like. No, no, no. I
2: I, I got it all up. So, Ballard, you gave Captain America First Avenger two cool boys. What's your number two? (laughs) Oh, did I give it two cool boys? I can't remember, really. You Um, did? (laughs) My number two
1: is Hacksaw Ridge. And now I've talked to death about Hacksaw Ridge already on this podcast, so there's not much I can say on it. But... Um, I will say that it is five out of five cool boys. I've said that again, I'm sure, for the like the thousandth time. But it is a great film. Um, it, it, it It is one of those films where they, you feel like you can smell death in this movie. Um, when they show the dead bodies that have been, you know, shelled time and time again, shot time and time again, stepped on time and time again, and you see that weird yellowish, orangish skin tone with a, that looks just like it's just, like a real dead body that you've seen in a National Geographic, like that. That movie has that, and you do you do smell it. You you get like that that sense of it. Like you get that feeling that you hear it. You're feeling it, and it's there. It's a heavy air, and um, Mel Gibson does an incredible job setting up that tone. But one of the great things he also does is the boot camp part. Is really entertaining for a lot of films. Boot camp can be really boring and really a drag. That they can either do real fast with a montage, or they, or they, or they kind of linger too long. Like something like maybe Full Metal Jacket, where it's half the movie, or almost half the movie is in boot camp. Um, to other things where like it's Forrest Gump, where like they, they just fly right through boot camp, right?
2: See the the boot camp scene in uh Hacksaw Ridge, it it teetered on being too much for me. Um, I, I liked it, but it was also trying to, uh, emulate the, uh, boot camp from Full Metal Jacket, but you A little bit you, you can't top that. So don't even bother. And I feel like they tried to bother, but then they dialed it back and we're like, okay, we won't try to be better than that. Like, let's just keep the movie going.
1: You know, I think the problem with the boot camp sequence in Hacksaw Ridge, I did, I still really liked it, but I think maybe what I, I'm seeing is the problem from what you're saying is I feel like when you have someone like, uh, 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 Arlie Emery. Is it Arlie Ermey?
0: Arlie okay. Ermy.
1: Arlie Ermey. Ermey. Um, Erme. Army. Army. Arlie Army. When he uh, is walking around in full metal jacket, he's killing it, right? I mean, that's a long take. Apparently, what Kubrick said was, you go, buddy, and you have at it, and I'll just record you. And that's what they did, right? So, he's captivating. But then you have Vince Vaughn, right, Noli? And so,
2: like... Who's, who's been captivating? I, I think in that role... He's not. He he's just not as captivating. Right. As
1: but he's great in jacket. the last half of the movie. I feel like it's just that he's just not a great drill sergeant actor. You know what I mean? Like it's a good character, but at, 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 but as an actor, he just doesn't do drill sergeant well.
2: Good. That's a good. That's good. Because I think the, in guy the battle, from I think
1: I think in the battle sequence, Vince Vaughn's great.
2: But he's a great photographer in Lost World. Great photographer. He's
1: the best photographer ever. Yeah. Um. That's all I gotta say for Hacksaw Ridge. It's, it, it. Felk, have you seen it? You haven't seen it yet. Right? I haven't seen
0: it yet, but I, I. I intend to watch it soon. I'm just. I know it's not gonna be a fun experience. And.
1: Well, Noli, you and I have seen Hacksaw Ridge, but we've also both seen Band of Brothers, and Felk hasn't seen Band of Brothers. So, out of those two, what would you recommend Felk seeing first? I would actually say Hacksaw Ridge.
2: Hacksaw Ridge is a very good film. It's. Three and a half f- cool boys out of five, maybe four on a good day, but Band of Brothers is so good. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't deny the Band of Brothers.
1: You know what? How about this? If you're feeling bingey, go Band of Brothers, and if you're feeling like you only got like two hours to spend, do Hacksaw.
2: Hacksaw is very good. You should watch it. You should of course, watch both.
1: The first two episodes of Banded of Brothers functions as a as a movie on its own.
2: Yeah.
1: They maybe do, I and, will. They, and 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 just so you know, Felk. When you do watch Band of Brothers, do watch episodes one and two back to back. That is how HBO aired them. They wanted you to see episodes one and two at the exact same time. HBO's not the boss of me. And I, well, do know, do that's know that's how they that wanted
2: it. The first episode has nothing to do with the last episode. Like the show progresses and it gets better and better and better and better and better. Yeah. Okay. And wilder anyway. and wilder and wilder. Well, I'm a little confused because now we're on my number two. And I know what number one is, at least on two of our lists. But I'm sitting here at number two, and I have *Inglorious Bastards. Ooh, nice. Huh. Good call. No one else has that on their list? I don't even know if nope. I consider it a World
0: War
1: II movie. It's just so much a uh, I'll take Tarantino it, it's movie. It's fantasy World War II, but it's World War II. It's fantasy
2: for sure, but it's so fucking good. Yeah,
1: it's so fucking good. It's, it's I, It good. might be my favorite Quentin Tarantino film.
2: It's my favorite Quentin Tarantino film.
1: Yeah, is I think English? it's... it's- <laughs> I think it's for me. It's, it's the between wine bottle Eve challenge. Kill Bill, yeah. I think it's between Kill Bill Volume One, uh, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, and and those are like my Jackie number two. Jackie Brown, tie. get
2: that off the list. Oh, I get love, Jackie Brown. Oh, I love I Jackie, Jackie Brown. I love Jackie Brown.
1: They all tie for number two, but my number one is Inglorious.
2: Inglorious is really good, man. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it, but it's just shot for shot, scene for scene. It's a yeah. good time. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it's like completely false and not historically accurate like it's just a really fun movie to watch and it's all about killing them nazis it is and it's just but yeah it's so fun he
1: plays with dialogue and and language in that movie he does things where he puts like when they're speaking french he'll throw french words into the subtitles so you're naturally reading what the french word is without even realizing you're reading the french word um
2: good so good
1: it's it's crazy shit like that um there's times where he like you know he'll subtitle English or he subtitles he doesn't subtitle um, and then he allows people like Michael Fassbender to become
2: the Fassy you know Fast Mike like I, I love when he showed his dick in that scene too I just he, also love how wait, each, wait each, what scene of Michael Fassbender <laughs> when he met Mike Myers you know what I'm talking about shame I just love how each scene in that movie though or each act could have been its own movie
1: yes. Well, maybe not like – yeah. Yeah, no, no each yeah, each act, yes, each been. chapter or whatever it was. Yeah, each chapter. Yeah, absolutely. Each chapter could have been its own movie, and I they really signed, were.
2: I loved it that you signed up to see a Brad Pitt World War II movie, and then once the movie started, you didn't really get that. It was something completely different. No, it's you got just, like a Melanie Laurent film, a Christoph Waltz film. But I still want to see that version where he had Arnold, Stallone, and Bruce Willis in it. That I'm was a different to, movie though, right? Like yeah. completely different screenplay. C- completely different screenplay, but I'm trying to figure out in the current screenplay where he had those characters at, at some point.
1: I imagine that movie was probably just the Brad Pitt characters like strung through, right? And like Arnold was probably Hugo
2: Stieglitz or whatever, right? And, I, I think Arnold was Hugo Stieglitz for sure. Yeah.
1: And Stallone was probably the Italian guy that ends up uh, that uh um the
2: bear. Maybe he was the bear, yeah. The
1: bear Jew, maybe. And then uh, who else? Who were the other actors in it Bruce, again?
2: Bruce Willis was in it. Bruce Willis? Yeah.
1: I guess he would maybe I wonder, be...
2: I wonder if Bruce was fast.
1: No, because he wouldn't... No, I feel like Bruce would have had to have been... Maybe he was Brad Pitt's character. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Aldo
2: Rain was in there at one point. Yeah, or something like that. Because And then who else was supposed to be in it? It was those three. It was it was like oh. he was gonna connect a bunch of '80s action stars into this movie. Before then, Expendables came out and it kind of ruined the novelty. So then I think Tarantino went off on his own and did he changed it up a little bit and yep. got further into the story and found out all these other tangents he could go on and had a great time. Yep. And then also,
1: Felk, do you remember when we saw that and we saw that in a super hot theater and you had to <sighs> that get was, up in the middle
0: of the movie? That was also gonna try and yeah, that, that, it was too hot. The movie was too hot when we saw it.
1: It was it was so hot Felk actually had to get up and get out of the theater for a moment. What so what scene did Felk
2: get up you just left it was too I don't hot. Remember it was about leaving. the second
1: act. It was um before everything went down in the pub I think, right? The AC
2: went out or something?
1: Oh yeah, the AC was not working in this theater. It yeah. was miserable. We were and we were at the top of the theater in the Burbank uh, AMC, so it was like we were in a sauna up there with everybody else. It was horrible. It was like, I mean, like, Felk felt got up. Other people were getting up too. It was not just Felt. Yeah. Other people were getting up and like being like, all right, I'm going to go do 20 minutes outside. I can't yeah, do that's
2: it. A, that's a problem with theaters is like your first reaction to a movie, if it's horrible, it could ruin the movie forever. I
1: can't yeah. watch Revenge that movie of the without Sith. feeling hot now. Revenge of the yeah. Sith for me. The whole opening was done with the house lights on at full volume, and that
2: just sucked. It was terrible. And you've talked about that before. Yeah. So uh-huh. Anyway. I love *Inglorious Bastards*. It's one of the best World War II movies I've ever seen. Phil, what's your number two? Uh, my number two. Well, we hear a lot about uh, the involvement with
0: the U.S. Uh, and and the Brits. You know, the cool countries, the, the the first and second best countries in the world. But what about the shitty country that was uh, a U.S. ally? That would be the Soviets. So my number two is *Enemy at the Gate*.
2: Awesome movie. Great movie. Uh, I think you forgot the plural on the gate. Enemy at the gates. gates. Enemy at the Gates. Gates. Is it Gates? Gates. Enemy at the Gates. I've
0: only seen it once in theaters.
2: Yet it's number two. Yep.
0: Well, that's because it's got Ed Harris as a Nazi sniper. He's great. He's, He's awesome. He's so
1: good in it. Jude Law's in it. His is good in it. Rachel Weisz is great in it.
2: The sex scene in it is completely... Inappropriate. unnecessary unexpected but i it love
1: comes. it sleeping bag sex
0: uh it, it shows that the, the the opening where they're sending everyone in with only half half of them have guns Just shows how terrible communism is they couldn't I even like, uh, arm their men
1: i like when you see rachel vice's butt though in that sex scene i like the I think uh, We
0: got over that sex scene too quick we should be talking about that sex scene a little bit more um i like well how many movies have prolonged sniper battles uh, Dude, zero dark, not zero. To, uh, Hurt Locker has one, and then Enemy at the Gates has one. I mean, you don't get much yeah. sniping. I,
1: I mean, not, I mean, I don't think really anybody has sniper battles like like Enemy at the Gates does because Enemy at the Gates has it in this realistic context with real like people that existed, or these they're based on real people that existed as opposed to, like the movie Sniper starring Tom Berenger oh, and yeah. Billy Zane. In which that has also equally intense sniper battles, but it's not real. Yeah. And
0: I still haven't seen American snipers. So I don't know if it's good or not.
1: American sniper is uh, a little bit less about the snipering and more about the uh, traumatic effects of war. Nah. It's very good, though, Felk. It's very, very good. Anyways, but to get more on topic about World War II, um, yeah, Enemy at the Gates is great. Um, I, I I think Joseph Fiennes is terrible in
0: it, though. Boy, Feels like the they talent misused him with Ray Fiennes and thought they were getting Ray Fiennes, and they're like, oh, who the yeah. fuck is this guy? Ray Fiennes is incredible, right? And then you got Joseph
1: Fiennes. who's like, what happened? Yeah, like you didn't, you don't, you don't even look like your brother. You look like ugly, and you're just not a good actor, Joseph Fiennes. So I mean, they did not get the right Fiennes brother for uh, Enemy at the Gates. The wrong brother. Um, but Enemy of the Gates is a great movie. It's really close to accurate, quote-unquote. But um, as World War II films go, it's fairly, quote-unquote, accurate. But the battle at the beginning of Stalingrad, that was incredible. That was, like, the way they just dive-bombed on them crossing the river and then how they the, the Soviet army was told to just, like, here, you're giving ammo. Next guy, you're giving a gun. Next guy, you're giving ammo. Next guy, you're giving a gun. So if you're giving ammo, the whole game was... Pick up a gun, yeah. And so you go and pick up that gun, and then you hopefully have a dead guy, because that's the only way you're oh, getting. We're talking a gun. about a
2: video game now. The no, Call we're talking about
1: game? the actual movie enemies, uh, enemy at the gates, oh, uh, which well, also happens though in Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great, it's a great, what it's a great mission in Call of Duty. You
2: didn't have a gun; you had to like crawl to get a gun off a dead body.
1: You did, and then but in and the same thing with Jude Law's character in <laughs> uh, Vasili in an uh, enemy at the gates. But it, also in enemy at the gates, they show the other effects. If you turn around and run back towards your your front. Back to your, your Russian lines, they just gunned you down. They were—they had more than enough Russians. They had so many Russians back then. They're just like—they have so many Russians now. But back then they Far had so many, too many. Russians too. They're just like, just like gun, gun them down. down. We got more. We got more coming. Gun them down. No expense. Like it was crazy. Great movie, Felk. Good choice. i did not pick that. I, I actually have my honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. I meant yeah. it yeah. somewhat
0: sarcastically because no one gives a shit about enemy at the gates. But no I actually, I actually did like it, it when I saw it one time. Me too. I,
2: just, I don't consider it greater than I like it too, but no one gives a shit about it. Yeah, and I
1: liked it, but, and my group of friends liked it. Um, so I didn't realize that nobody gave a shit about it, but I, I guess nobody gave a shit about it. It's yeah.
2: never mentioned in any top 10 list No, of yeah, I was in a movies. lot of top 10 World War II it's movies. It's a
1: solid movie. It's a solid movie.
2: It's solid. Yeah. It's the, so, the, it, the sex scene is it. very bizarre. It's bizarre. Let's, I love let's, it. Let's delve into it, but let's not.
1: Okay. We, yeah, we should. Well, we, we're we really really to number should, one,
2: then. We should. Well, yeah, guys, okay, see, so how about this? Wise. Why don't
1: we just give our cool boy ratings for Enemy at the Gates? I think it's like a four out of five, probably. I'll give it a three and a half boys I'll out
0: it. of I'll give boys. It three boys. Three
1: boys. Three. Wow, okay, great. Okay. It's n- number two Enemy at the Gates. Okay, so we're on to two. T minus cool boys and counting. Three, two, one. Number one.
2: Number one.
1: All right, number one time, guys. So starting off, the number ones is Ballard's number one. Cue the
2: music. No, the
1: music already. The music's already cued. The music's going. My number one is Saving Private Ryan. What? Does anybody have it higher on the list? I have it higher. Do you? You have it higher than one? Felk, do you have it higher than one? Nope.
2: Not on my Felk, list yet. Not it's not, a, it's not on folks' list. Okay, no. so folks' list is completely bullshit at this point. Overrated because because Saving Private Ryan is the best World War II film of all time.
1: It it is. It is. It's one of those movies that uh, when I saw it in theaters, I had no idea what I just saw. Like I just felt something. That's all I could do. Is I just I just I felt American.
2: Yeah, there's. It's a flawless film. It's a great story. It does D Day. But beyond D-Day, I would say the final act is one of the greatest action scenes ever filmed.
1: Yeah, in the long take where you follow them all up and down the around the apartments and inside, oh, across roads and up into balconies. Oh my god! Really...
2: Just fucking come all over my face. It's it's just great cinema. It... It's great historical action.
1: Yeah, I think I, th- I thought of it almost as a um, as a lesson to other filmmakers of this is how you do an action scene. And here's how you do it: a long take.
2: It's a movie that's rated R that I wouldn't mind showing like a six-year-old as like historical, like historical. I don't want to say fiction. Like if you, you know, you you see movies almost like a historical document. Yeah, exactly, because it's so good.
1: Yeah, even though it's based on fictional people, um, either though uh, Tom Hanks did take inspiration from real people, it's based on uh, fictional characters. It's it's so quote unquote accurate. That it's 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 historically accurate right.
2: fiction. If I had an eight-year-old who wanted to know about World War II, I would just turn that movie on and be like, "This is what happened, dude."
1: No, I don't think they're gonna show it. It's too violent. There's caved-in faces in that movie. Oh, give me a break! There's caved-in faces on the fucking Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. In some parts of the world, absolutely. Um, or downtown I, yeah, L.A. Yeah, I I I think I I think Saving Private Ryan's one of those films that it came it had a re-release. I remember that re-release, and I went back for that
2: re-release. Yeah, they replaced all the guns with
1: walkie-talkies. They did. They replaced all the guns David Saving Private Ryan with walking time. And they replaced the Germans with. And they replaced all the Nazis with DT. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, same <laughs> joke. Yep, all the Nazis with DT. Um, so yeah, um, and uh, I give it five. I, I mean, like I guess we're going up to six, right? We're allowing the six. So yeah, I give it ten out of five cool
2: boys. It's it's not only my favorite World War II film; it's one of my top five films of all time.
1: It is. It it's it's. Oh, I have a question actually about Saving Private Ryan for you guys. I, I guess. I, I, I don't really fall into the majority in this, and I, I'll kind of establish before I ask the question what the majority is, and then you guys can let me know where you stand. So um, I guess the majority people feel that uh, the beginning when they're looking at the old man, they're watching Tom Hanks walk to a gravestones, and, and, and you're not supposed to realize it's Matt Damon until later, the end of the movie. I, however, watching the film first time, thought I was seeing Matt Damon. Like I was like, oh, that's old Matt Damon. I don't know why. I just assumed it was old Matt Damon. I didn't. I didn't have any spoiler about. No, that's not Matt Damon I mean, or uh, Tom Hanks. That's Matt Damon. I just thought it was Matt Damon's character, honestly, from the get go. I never thought of him as Tom Hanks.
0: I. I, I don't think I assumed who he was uh, until it cut. It kind of zooms in a little bit on his eyes, and then it cuts to Tom Hanks.
1: No, it boat. doesn't. Yeah. It cuts. It cuts. It cuts to the beaches with the uh, uh, the tank barriers up.
2: The, uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much no, because of Tom Hanks. No, his head it, up. I
1: know the movie but shot to shot. It, the next it's shot after his enough. eyes is literally the shot of water going onto the beach and the tank barriers. Up on the beach and then so eventually it cuts to it's, the it's, water it's, splashing up on the uh, on the boats and then it cuts to the faces. It's close
2: enough where the first major actor you see is Tom Hanks, yeah. so you feel like it's that that's who it is. You do, and, and you, because, see, you look
1: up into the camera. Yeah, Matt
2: Damon's not even
0: there, so he wasn't there for D-Day. So it's like, it's, he feels like it's cutting from that character to him remembering and it cuts to D-Day and then the first person you identify is Tom Hanks. So I, I think that is a natural conclusion that it is a little bit of a twist. It is intended to like, because the other... But did, no,
1: I, I, get, I get that. I get the intention... Yeah. I didn't fall for it. And I didn't realize the intention when I was seeing it. But did you guys fall for it? Or did you guys think it. it was... You did? I fell
2: for it, I guess. Yes, I thought it was Hanks. Earn this.
0: Earn this. Because the dissolve from Matt Damon's to that old actor's face works because they found somebody who looks so much like him and you don't realize it until after that dissolve happens.
1: See, the way I read it when I first saw the movie was this... I read it the, the way I, it was actually happening, I guess. I, I thought of it as a as a man going to visit a grave of somebody who died at D-Day Who saved him. And I just took the natural inclination watching the movie that, oh, I was seeing Private Ryan and his family go and honor the grave.
2: Cool boy nation. I don't want to toot my own horn. Not only have I shit at Normandy Beach, I've also been there. So that opening scene. (laughs) wait. (laughs) I've been there.
1: That's pretty sick. I wish I could be there, Noli. I really wish I could have gone there. Dude, it's
2: fucking phenomenal, man. If you guys can ever, like, take a bus trip for three hours from Paris to go to Normandy... And see the Omaha Beach and the memorial and the gravesite. It's It's fantastic. It's super sad. I spent my honeymoon at the Normandy Beaches.
1: What? You spent your not honeymoon there?
2: Not even kidding. That's awesome. You're supposed to fuck on your honeymoon. What yeah, you fuck would afterwards You on those beaches. Maybe I should mention that I <laughs> masturbated. Well, no, I'm kidding. I did not masturbate on the Normandy Beaches. Man, don't, yeah, because that even would try. be more pertinent. Don't, don't try to sweet. beat 14-year-old me. But maybe I fucked. You never know. I, I, I would masturbate
0: tell. in 30 seconds just throughout random times when I was 14. I was some kind of machine.
2: All right. All
1: right. Jerking off stuff. This isn't. Okay. So, guys, have we rated our Saving Private Ryan yet? It's five. I mean, there's there's no real debate there. So, I, I yeah. Oh, yeah, we did it because I said 10 out of five. Um, Anyways, okay.
2: Well, Felk has a number one that's not Saving Private no, Ryan. No, I don't. Yeah, Exactly.
1: Elk, what's your number one?
2: Uh, frankly,
0: I find your number ones offensive. Like like <laughs> what? You think that it was just a bunch of uh cis white males who 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 won World War II? Do you do you think that it was just a bunch of of heteronormativity and the patriarchy that won? No. Uh, My number one has to be, I I couldn't find any movies about trans people fighting in World War II. I couldn't find any movies about gay people fighting in World War II. But I could find a movie about black people fighting in World War II. My number one is George Lucas's masterpiece, Red Tails. Fight the patriarchy. Fight the curiarchy.
1: No, if I'm not to be mistaken, there had yet to be a film starring black people
0: about black people first ever movie, made until Red Tails came out. First movie with a, ever made with an all black cast, except for the entire genre of, of that uh, called black exploitation which was entirely made by, no, black, no, people no, all no. by black people. No, so, no. No, no. So you're telling George me Lucas, that this
1: historic this film that's about a historical uh, event, a historical uh, a period of time about actual historical
0: people is also its own historical event. Yes, it is. The most important wow. movie ever made. Wow. Uh, directed Red Tails. by a Black guy, I assume, who is not George Lucas, but probably directed by George Lucas because it's terrible. I haven't actually seen it. I haven't actually seen it. I don't need to You've see it. You have seen, it. It, <laughs> is, it's it's seen it? It's terrible. It's terrible.
2: I haven't seen it either.
0: <laughs> oh, How guys. Have you actually seen it? Please tell I've me. I've seen it. It's- please, please prove that you're racist by telling me that Red Tails is a bad movie. Wait, so uh,
2: clarification. George Lucas produced it and wrote it, but he, did, he didn't direct it. No, he didn't. Anthony Hemingway? A black yeah,
0: guy from
1: the, the from the guys, a black director. I from the I watched the opening ten minutes two days ago. It's a train I, or the, something, right? No, that that's not the beginning. The beginning is a whole bunch of white pilots abandoning the bombers, and the bombers are like, "Those white pilots are always leaving us behind to go get their glory," and you know, and then the white pilots are like, "Let's go get our glory, guys!" High five, and they all fly off and get their glory. Meanwhile, the Germans come back, and they are shooting up all those bombers, and then it cuts to the uh, uh, the uh, um, the Red Tails, the Tuskegee Airmen, uh, a, a flying like a training mission, and they see like in the middle of it, a train, and they take out the train. They're
0: clearly the real heroes of, of World War II, because it certainly... They,
1: they are, you know why? Because later in the movie, when it comes time to the Germans, the Whites, they leave again. They leave <sighs> those bombers behind, but... Not those blacks, they say with the bombers. Typical white people. Typical fucking whites. Always leaving to go get those,
2: you know, glories. Yeah. Why are you guys hating on historical, actual facts?
1: It's pretty, yeah, it's it's historically accurate, uh, Red Tails. I recommend uh, seeing it. And when you see it, write your your essay, Cool Boy Nation, about that for school. I am sure your teacher will not call out your facts. Also use Pearl Harbor. Um, and, and remember, Rafe was real. Mm-hmm. and uh, he sacrificed himself for everyone.
2: What's Josh Hartnett's name?
0: I forget, but it doesn't matter. You know why? Because is, is the one who just dies. Just right write
2: in Josh Hartnett.
0: Just write uh, right Josh
2: Hartnett.
0: Ballard, is Cuba getting junior in Red Tails? Yes, he is.
2: I think okay. he is, yeah.
1: And Brian Cranston is in it, too. Brian Cranston, who was also in Nolan and Ballard's number one, Saving Private Ryan. Except in, in Saving Private Ryan, he doesn't have an arm. All right, honorable mentions. So moving on to honorable mentions. The Thin Red Line. Woody Harrelson blows his ass Suck up. That fuck that
2: Woody so movie. Woody Harrelson blows his ass up. Yeah, that's the only thing I remember from that movie. Too. I know. It that's sucks. the
1: only thing that matters. It's the only thing that matters. It is hard um, to make
0: World War II boring as fuck, but that movie accomplished. Flags,
1: flags of Our Fathers also makes uh, World War II boring as fuck, but we mentioned that as well. Fury, I hey, didn't Corey's like, like Fury that, as much know. as everybody else did, but I mean, it was okay. What would you guys think of Fury?
2: I I I like Fury. I don't I don't think it was directed that well, but there yeah. could have been a good movie there.
1: I thought it had like good characters and good acting. Um, otherwise, I didn't feel like there was much of a story.
2: Um, uh, I think Fury could have been much better than it was, but like I don't mind it. Like I haven't seen it, it. You know, you haven't oh, seen it, folk.
1: Nope, it's alright, folk. I don't. I, don't, the, I would the, say rush to t- see it. The,
2: the tank battles were pretty well done.
1: Um, Patton, speaking of tank battles, is a great one too, and they used real tanks because that movie didn't have the use of CGI, so they had to stage real tanks, real armies, real trucks, and, um, it's, it's one of those films I recommend going to see if you want to kind of see classical Hollywood and the way they had to shoot battles back then. Uh, it's very good. They had to, they had to utilize
2: real equipment. Here's, this is where I told you about my list, is, uh, I got real saying I really haven't seen any of these World War II movies before, like, 1980.
1: Well, you know what? I wouldn't recommend them necessarily because no, like, they're really outdated compared to today's standards. That's but if I'm you saying, think like, you can get uh, over that, I would Bridge say Bridge Over the River should.
2: Kwai is supposed to be one of the best World War II movies ever made. But like, I can't bring myself to watch a Never seen fucking it. 40-year-old movie that doesn't yeah. like, have the pacing of like what I'm expecting.
1: Right. Or like Tora, Torah Tora. Or like The Longest oh, I Day. I love or Tora, like, Tora, yeah, Tora. Uh, yeah. Those are films that have slow pacings. They're, very, they're old. You kind of have to... Really be ready to appreciate filmmaking from an era that is bygone for sure. Um, but other movies that kind of came out more recently that if you kind of want something fun, there's Valkyrie, and Don't that's Tom Cruise I, I almost had trying to kill, kill I'm not sure if it Hitler. kind of is World War II, though,
0: because it's just a specific story.
1: It is, but, but it happened during World War II, and it's not something specific to any other aspect of World War II, really, like the Holocaust. it is. It specifically is about taking out edit. Hitler, so it's kind of like it would be similar to Downfall.
2: Uh, Downfall? hmm
1: and then another uh, uh mention I would have to say in my last honorable mention, uh before I get into something else, is U five seven one. That's a fun that's a fun submarine World War II film. Splashes.
2: Bon Jovi that's, is all I remember okay. from that movie.
1: Bon Jovi yeah. gets it in the face by a giant chunk of metal. It's yeah. fine.
2: Fu- it's fine at best. I was I was almost gonna include the Great Escape, because I actually remember that movie and liked it, but like The only thing I think of is Steve McQueen jumping a Triumph motorcycle over a fence, and that was a great fucking shot because he did it for for real. Yeah. Uh, But but otherwise, I can't remember much about that movie, so I didn't include it. Do you see the photo he's trying to show you? Yeah, you kind
0: of can see it. It's it's, it's Steve on the bike. It's It's Steve on the bike? Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's why I have Triumphs because Steve McQueen made Triumphs cool. It's
0: not really a Triumph, though. It's, it's, It's a German motorcycle. It's just like they use the Triumph for it, but it's not supposed to be a Triumph in the movie. But all he rode was Triumphs. Yeah, he no, he insisted that the bike that they make up look like a, like a German motorcycle be a Triumph. He insisted on it.
2: And that's the bike I remember as a kid being like, that's the only bike I know. And when he jumped that fucking fence and they tried to replicate it in uh, Black Rain with Michael Douglas, I was like, I want that bike. Whatever that bike was, I want that. Yeah, yeah, but Black
0: Rain looked cheesy. I, I love that movie. I think it's it's such a like I, it's oh. very laid back. It's very
2: like just kind of chill and relaxed movie. I can't believe oh, yeah. Ridley Scott directed that movie when it could have been Tony Scott. I was talking about well, Skate. Ridley
1: Scott. Ridley Scott made that movie. That I so feel Skate. like I feel like Ridley Scott made that movie because he could. Like he was just like I can do anything right now because I just came off of like I
2: think that was off, that was after Blade Runner. It was. I think it which was like was, was, one
1: or two after Blade which Runner, which
2: was yeah. after Alien. So like he made Black Rain. Yeah, yeah which is it's solid. It's a good movie. Who's phoning no? in? An American cop in Japan. Their laws, his rules.
1: Um, and then the only other honorable mention that I want to mention is coming off of Nolan's Band of Brothers is The Pacific, and uh, it's not as good as Band of Brothers, but it's still that same theme. It's still that same tone. I would say Band of Brothers is much more like Saving Private Ryan, and The Pacific is a little bit more like Letters from Iwo Jima. They're kind of like parent, or they're kind of like sister
2: uh, films or spinoffs of each other in that way. I would say if you haven't seen the Pacific, don't watch it. I watched oh, really? the don't uh, watch
0: first episode with you, Ballard, and you, 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 you were obviously really entertained because you like World War II so much, but uh, I was like,
2: yeah, not watching any more of these. No, there's uh, eight episodes? Correct me. It's 10, Ten? I think. 10? Ten? 10. There are literally maybe six episodes of that season where nothing happens, nothing related to the war. It's like back home stuff was like, I don't care about this shit. Like, no, it's
1: maybe more like four, but like, yeah, but
2: four is too many. But four is too many because you only want one. You only want one, right? Yeah, yeah. The battle episodes were few and far between, and like, I got over it. I watched the whole thing.
1: I think the Pacific is good if you're really into the World War II. I think you'll enjoy it. However, if you don't care for World War II or you have like a kind of like a peripheral love for it, and you kind of like stuff more like Saving Private Ryan. The Pacific will bore the fuck out of you. It is absolutely full of those really slow moments, and it happens throughout. But it does have some really great episodes here and there. And you could you could speed through some episodes by just jumping
2: to the ones that are battles and skipping the ones that are have no battles in them. Yeah, really. it's it's not romanticized at all. It's very like cut and dry, and it's very it's either like good or it's terrible. And when it's terrible, you're kind of like, oh my god, let's just move on.
1: They're going to do one more. Um, there's another one that hasn't come out yet, It's uh, and they haven't shot it yet, but they're in pre-production for it. It's called The Mighty Eighth, and it's all about um, uh, flying fortresses, and it's going to be about flying over Germany. So that'd be cool. So they're doing a third one eventually of the series. That'd be interesting to see that happen.
2: So cool.
1: It would be so cool. I would love to see that version Let's of it. especially. To- but I think that's going to be eight episodes, not ten.
0: Well, there is no better way to move on from our Cool Boys show topic and to honor our brave soldiers who fought and died so heroically in battle for our fucking amazing country, damn right, than to celebrate the freedom that their sacrifice paved the way for with some hot bodies and sweet dongs.
2: All systems ready. Three, two, one. I shall not walking with this girl. Okay.
0: Talking Bodies. Yeah. Talking Bodies Oh yeah As always, Talking Bodies has us discussing the wonderful world of Mega Hotties and Super Babes
2: And Cool Boy Nation, it's time to strap on that keyboard And whip out that hard drive <laughs> Is that wrong? It's fine. And, I liked it, actually. And go ahead let's with it. go Googling for some fucking hot-ass bods.
1: First off, does anybody have any uh, unknown or uh, new super babes to talk about?
0: Ava nope. Braun.
1: <laughs> Ava Braun. Okay, yeah, she's <laughs> new and not well known. She's
2: fucking good.
1: And uh, does anybody have any mega hotties to discuss? Because that's what this episode, this is what this segment's about, is discussing mega hotties and super babes. No, okay. Moving on to our women in this episode, our bodies. This is going to be our top three from a specific show, movie, franchise, or era. And this segment is going to be called this week
0: World War Bods.
1: <laughs> that's right, and that's people like Kate Beckinsale, Rachel Weisz, Diane Kruger, Ingrid Bergman. <laughs> Melanie Melanie, uh Melani Laurent, Leah Seydoux, and Jared Leto, etc., etc. So guys, Leto. Let's pick our top three. So Kate Beckinsales, obviously, from Pearl Harbor, Rachel Vice from Enemy at the Gates, Diane Kruger from Inglorious Bastards, Melanie Laurent from Inglorious Bastards, Leah Seydoux from Inglorious bastards, bastards, and Jared Leto from Thin Red Line. I think no, you forgot it's a girl. Not that. Wasn't there
2: another girl from Inglorious Bastards? Uh the girl from Skyfall or Spectre. Yeah, Leah Sudu. That's the one I mentioned. Okay. Well, I I think obviously Kate Beckinsale is number one on all these lists.
1: Yeah, but, you know, Rachel Vice is also like a number one. She's a great – so I feel like she's got to be up there. And Diane Kruger too.
0: I I had a a mega hottie. Oh, wait. You you didn't say it earlier, so too late. You just jumped past it. (laughs) Well,
1: too late. You got to jump. You got to jump. You got to jump. No one's about to leave. So All right. So I like Diane Kruger. And, Felk, you know something I think you might like about Diane Kruger? I feel like she's somebody that would love ass play. She, As Joshua she's Jackson, okay. she's
0: okay.
1: Now, come on. You telling me you got Diane Kruger in the bed? And she's like Felk, lick my asshole, and oh, then yeah, no. shove without, some like fucking question. beads in there, and then like I want you to fuck me in the pussy and grab the beads like a doggy tail, and then pull the beads out and then shove your dick in. You are telling me you're not gonna be like,
0: you're all right? Yeah, no, I'd be good. I'd be good with that. I'd be good with you'd it. be good with that.
1: Um, I think the only one of those 3 that would get me there it would be Kate Beckinsale. I wouldn't do that for Diane or Rachel.
0: Wait, Diane who?
1: Diane Kruger, the one you just did it for, or Rachel Weiss? But Kate Beckinsale, I would do anything for Kate Beckinsale, I feel like. She's that she's that amazing. And you know what? Give me any era, she just keeps getting better.
2: I love when folk interrupted last episodes like, "Did you did you hear me fart? Did you hear me fart?" <laughs>
0: I wanted to know. I wanted to make sure I registered.
1: <laughs> you know what? If you paid attention to like last few episodes, people are farting and burping, and we used to laugh at that shit. And now we're just doing it so off the cuff and randomly and that nobody even gives a fuck anymore most of the time. Uh. So that's why Felk felt felt like he had to make sure we heard him.
2: Did, did you hear it? Did you hear it? You did. Anyway. <laughs> totally so, what do you guys
1: it. have as a top three? I think it should go Kate Beckinsale, Rachel Weisz, Diane Kruger. I think I'm just, just kind of realizing it, that, that
2: it's there's a fine top three.
0: Yeah, that's fine because I'm just realizing there's really not going to be many women, hot women, in World War II movies. Absolutely, that's right. We we have them all pretty much. It's <laughs> pretty much
2: all of them. We can um, dig least in. to do is really is she, hot, wait, and I like Milani, she, uh, she uh, Melanie
1: account? Laurent. I think she's really hot too.
2: She was the girl inspector, and she was. Um she was, also- she was also
1: Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol.
2: Yeah, but what World War II movie is she in?
1: Uh Inglorious Bastards.
2: Wait, I think I think it's a different girl, actually. That's a different no, girl. Okay,
1: listen, I'll tell you guys real quick. Milani Laurent, she is the she's the Jewish girl that runs away from the cabin. But Le- Leah Sedou is actually one of the daughters of the French guy at the beginning that is in, that is uh interviewed okay. by well, Christophe Waltz. She,
2: she's oh. she's not a... Uh, what's the main girl's name? Uh, joshana she's not joshana joshana.
1: Yeah. joshana is melanie laurent oh she's hot too though that, that's why she's on the list oh man i think it's kate beckinsale There's- rachel weiss diane kruger but you could put rachel mm. weiss and diane kruger you could probably swap them i feel like yeah yeah yeah. i think that's a good list I think- but you know what those french babes are pretty fucking hot too right and I they mean, do weird shit I, that's
2: why folk loves them because they do ass play
1: all right Philk, you get to pick the french babe to put in number three go
2: uh, I, I, I
0: think Leah Sadu is actually not that hot. Yeah. Her her oh, yeah. oh, suit is weird. Okay, so then you like Milani, uh, Melanie
2: Laurent? Phil, look at her new Trishana. No, big, I've I've
0: too. watched the blue is the warmest color. That's her.
1: What? Yeah. So Phil, so you want Shoshana then, or do you not like Shoshana? Shoshana, Shoshana, Dane, Shoshana yeah, on, I think
0: she's she's got a good 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 look to her. I like. Jared okay, Lerant. so Shoshana
1: is number three. Milani, Melanie Laurent is number three. Then I got to say Kate Beckinsale's number one. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but So I then who's we, number two, folk, Rachel Weisz or Diane Kruger?
2: Uh, Rachel Weisz for sure. But Folk just made yeah. a good point. Number three should be who, Folk? Jared Letta? Yeah, I think so. No!
0: <laughs> Etc. cetera, no. Et cetera. Actually, Brad Pitt really is the top of all of these. No. He's Brad Pitt. Come on. You, you, you know, want some of that? Was Bill Paxton in World War II? I don't think so. No. Well, he no, would think win. So. Well,
1: he would win Love That Dong, that's for sure, if that was that case.
0: <laughs> so, well, oh, I guess... Oh, oh, oh! Hugh Jackman. He's in World War II at the beginning of The Wolverine. Hugh Number Jackman three, wins.
2: Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman Wait,
0: wins. Wait,
1: no, you're going to fuck Hugh Jackman. So it goes Hugh Jackman, <laughs> Kate Beckinsale, M- Melly
0: Laurent, Hugh Jackman. If Hugh Jackman's in World War II, he wins. He's in he's in the, so the montage at the beginning of The Wolverine. It's Hugh Jackman.
2: Hugh Jackman, Kate Beckinsale, Diane Kruger or Rachel Weiss. He's a World Moving War II. Rachel
1: Weiss, Rachel Weiss. Okay. That's the bag sex. is settled. Hot.
2: He
0: was settled. both at
1: D-Day and
0: Hiroshima. Settled.
1: He was. You're right, but he is incredibly getting. He is moving through World War II. All right, there you guys go. That's your top three right there: Hugh Jackman, Kate Beckinsale, and Rachel Weisz. That hot sleeping bag sex can't get past it. Moving on to
2: love that dong, love that World War II dong, love that Saving Private Ryan dong, love all dongs in my mouth all day. (sighs)
1: all right you heard it folks it's love that dong that means it's time to name three slubs and guess who has the biggest dick and why and tonight and this episode is called
0: thin red dongs and That and that includes actors who have been in world war ii movies that would be tom hanks brad pitt and the human excrement that is sean penn i fucking hate you sean penn all
1: right, guys. Well, these Whoa. links on this episode are very different. So the Tom Hanks link you're going to enjoy, the Brad Pitt link is real, and the Sean Penn link. Well, that's the closest.
0: <laughs> I'm not even going to click on the Sean Penn one. Sorry, I just can't. I can't stand it. But I will definitely look at Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, the Brad Pitt's real. He's he's doing okay.
2: I always thought Brad Pitt was uh, oh underwhelming. God, why? But, the Tom but Hanks the Tom, one. The Tom Hanks one. He's amazing. Tom Hanks yeah, wins. He's wearing the hat.
1: Tom Hanks wins. Come on. Look at Tom Hanks. He looks amazing. He
2: is so I was, ripped for a man with diabetes. See, see, Brad Pitt's is not, like, bad, but it's also, like... That's him. supposed to be the sexiest man in the world. And, like I feel like he's just average at best.
0: That's okay That's because you're fucking you and you do crunches every day and have abs like that. That no, is not no, average
2: No, his abs are amazing, but we're talking about his dick. Oh, not okay his abs his, his dick right there is like a flaccid three-inch cock. I have that like on a fucking Tuesday
1: Yeah, I think it's Tom Hanks All right Come on, look at Hanks in that fake. As long
0: as Sean Penn loses. He do
1: if guns. you're telling me Tom Hanks in that fake does not exactly look like that, then maybe we can have a conversation. But I think he looks exactly like that.
2: I love that a man would be wearing an, a hat, a tie, an open button shirt, and shorts on. That's just
1: with, no with shorts. With, <laughs> their, with, with their dick wide, wide with open their dick. and right on out. Yeah. Why, why is this sh- Sean Penn shot of him surfing? Because it's the closest thing to a wetsuit, so you can see his dick kind of
2: outline. But you the, know what, Nolik? Do you your answer this. about Tom
1: Hanks? People who wear hats with their dick out, cool boys do. Yeah,
2: cool yeah. boys do. So Tom Hanks wins.
0: All Tom truly wins. great dogs, I'm sure. Now it's time for yelling at the wall. You were a fool.
2: I think you complained just to hear yourself talk.
0: Yeah, I'll shut you up. Yelling at the wall. Haven't you had Oh, yeah. Cool Boy Nation, tell us about any of your funny or interesting World War II stories. Also, if you have any questions or any more insight or top five World War II movies, then let us know.
1: And obviously, Cool Boy Nation, if you have any bodies or dongs you would like to mention and throw in the mix for us to review and alert Cool Boy Nation to, please let us know, as we always love seeing those bodies and dongs. And we have officially hit 12 episodes. We've been waiting for Andy to send us a dong. No, wait, 14.
0: Far too many. Just end this. 28
1: episodes, 14 episodes since Andy sent us or Andy has promised us a dong. Andy dong us.
0: Andy, you can stop this. You can stop all
2: of this. Just send a dong. Just send a dong. Send a fucking dong.
1: All right, and then, of course, there's our YouTube page, Coolboy Nation. You can go check that out for any new Cool Boys reviews or Cool Boy tweets, as we're always keeping that fresh, hot, and up-to-date.
0: Sure. <laughs> cool Boy Nation, if there is a would-you-rather you would like us to discuss on a future podcast, please email us at podcast at gmail.com. And now for this episode's would-you-rather.
2: Cool Boy Nation, would-you-rather... Have sex with a German girl, female, or a Japanese girl, female. Female girls, we're, ooh, yeah, that we're, changes we're, it up. I think I think we're leaving gays out of the equation here. Though, like, are all the gays just sitting here now, being like, "What the fuck do I do?" Maybe it's German men and Germ- or Japanese men. There were no gays during World War II. I, I think we need to answer <laughs> the question though for both. So
1: <laughs> let's let's get, the
2: gay the, let's get the gay out of the equation. I think I'm fucking a. German, are you kidding me? It's not even a question. No, I'm fucking a Japanese man because he's like more like twinkish and he's a very. Are there men now? You said female girl. This is for the gays though, so they get their question. You know, we're answering the men question right now. They get enough, they're fine. So, so you feel like you'd rather fuck a German man than a German? I'm abstaining from men on this one. Okay
1: oh geez German man I would never I would never fuck a German yeah, man clearly, yeah. I, I fuck scares the Japanese. human centipede
2: um. right so so we're all fucking the Japanese man to get the gay question out of the equation back to girls okay would you rather fuck a German female or a Japanese female World War 2 question what would you rather
0: is the German girl Nazi because that depends that would affect oh, how much we're, I fuck we're her.
2: talking about World War 2 oh Elsa
0: Nazi. Elsa would be top of good yeah. for bonds Ooh, damn it. Elsa fuck Elsa's so hot.
2: But she wasn't really World War II. That's why we didn't include her. It, it was, was like 1939 or yeah, something,
0: 39. 38. She, Damn, man. I mean, the, the Axis the axes was so hot, man. Oh, no, yeah. No, definitely German. Definitely German. I mean, if you I would rather.
2: Yeah, I'd it a little. I like it. Just those girls are like perfection. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is that a racist comment? But they're blue eyed, big tits, blonde. No, no. Come on. It's
1: perfect. Yeah, they're but a right. sexy, a hot, sexy Japanese chick is hot too. I, mean, I know like, it, is. Not it is. Hot is. sexy is hot sexy. You know what I mean? It, it is. doesn't. Really,
0: but it's not on the same level. Not really into Asian girls God. all that much.
1: They're, Sorry, they're, they
0: can be beautiful, but I could yeah. go either or. Honestly, plus, both of them.
1: I mean, you just roll the
0: dice. I'll take it. Plus, when you fuck the Japanese so wait, girl, so wait, so wait,
1: so wait. Are you both going German? I'm going, I'm going German. German, but I have to say this. Oh, then when, I'll go Japanese just to do the opposite.
0: When you fuck a Japanese girl, your dick's
1: pixelated. <laughs> i don't need that yeah, it's a terrible std i don't, want, STD that, I don't want that voodoo going on yeah it's a terrible std i hear
2: you ya. yay there was a german girl playboy nadine oh. shans or something that i used to jack off to a lot that's why I'm there was german. um she wore a leader hosen in her fucking like spread it was amazing that's why i'm we, going german
1: uh um uh if you want to look up a, a German Japanese play uh, playmate, her name is Terry Harrison. Terry spelled with one R. Harrison spelled with two R's. She's uh a blonde, blue eyed, uh she is half Japanese, half German, and she is gorgeous.
0: Well the last time those two teamed up together didn't have as good of results.
1: Noli Felk, you guys are gonna do the German girl, and I'm gonna do the, the Japanese girl, and we're all doing the Japanese guy.
2: Ah, totally. Pretty sweet.
1: Sounds good to me. Sounds like a wild time, fellas.
0: <laughs> World War II. New episodes of The Cool Boys Podcast come out every Tuesday. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast and Facebook as The Cool Boys Podcast. Email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. You can like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube by searching for The Cool Boys Podcast be sure to rate and review us on iTunes as the Cool Boys Podcast. And you can donate to us on Patreon and receive additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boys shout-out on our normal episodes that air every Tuesday. You can find the Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast.
1: Yeah, and our goal is, what, 135. So, folks, we're getting so close. So, thank you to everybody who's contributed. Really appreciate it. And anybody else who is willing to contribute, it's just $1, and you get to listen to After Dark, which is a continuation usually of an episode or kind of like deleted scenes or alternate takes on things as we do edit these things, and sometimes that's obvious, and sometimes hopefully it's not so obvious.
0: So cool. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Byzies from Felk.
1: And that's Byzies from Sergeant Ballard.
2: And that's Guten Tag from Nolan. Oh, you're the bad
1: guy. <laughs> and, and, and so we say goodbye in Germany, Dr. Jones. We should do an Indiana Jones po- episode sometime. We could do a lot with Indiana. <laughs> top Jones.
0: five Indiana Jones films.
1: Top five, we should do top five Indiana Jones films.
0: You are a
2: standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump.
0: Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh, oh, yeah.
1: So cool.
0: Without damn somebody, get out of here. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of the Cool Boys podcast was brought to you by. Danny, what the hell's that noise? You guys doing soccer practice or something? I think World War II just started! Mama! 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 James. Heard this.
2: Get some cool cool boys. Boys. (laughs) (laughs) So serious.